G-Money! Yo. Why are we here? Early. <laughs> 10 in the morning. We got special guests, man. I've been here since last night. I don't know what, I don't know what you was doing here since last night. I was trying to block the windows. They've been complaining about noises, man. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out. I, 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 I put in a fake window plug. <laughs> I did all this nonsense, man. You got to see it. I'm you tired. It I guess it's atrocious. He gave us a time and he came two hours early. I think it's disrespectful, actually. Disrespectful? Yeah, I don't like being being, being early? Extra early is rude. It's like being late. Because it's, like, <laughs> it's inconvenient. No, um, it's inconvenience. Listen, I'm going I'm to tell, tell you this now. You know, the, the, the box is right here, ready oh, to go. Oh, G-Champ. Already off the rip. You can't give it to I know it's, you like it's, it. It's already, it's already ready to go. That's, it's just, that's biased. I'm going to wait a second, though. because Let know me close saying? the box and put that in. Right, yeah, it there, but it's there. Just know. It's how, ready. how you doing, man? It's good I'm to be good. back, man. Our second episode back in a new spot. Yes. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of work and stuff like that. But, Definitely. you know, you know, as a team, we stick together. Shout out to the whole team. Tati, what up? Bassy in the building. Um, What's it? Tati Mondays, right? Tati Monday. I call it Tati Tuesday. I can't Yo, you got to always switch up yeah, something. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Shout out to boy, Mr. Smooth, too. The birthday just passed. Yeah, Mr. Smooth. Smooth. Rest in peace, his father. His father passed away. Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah, that. OG Selly passed away, yes. Rest in peace. Yes. Wow. One, of, one of our episodes that he, he yeah, was on one of yeah, our episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so. wow. His father passed away, but you know, happy belated birthday to Smooth. My shout birthday. Shout out to all our Leos. Up. Yeah. So by the time the episode come out, it'll be, it'll be our birthdays. Both of our, you know. Your what birthday saying? coming up too. Yeah. You know, it's seven thirty. We outside, man. So <laughs> our birthday are a day apart, mm -hmm. and people are confused why we're not alike. Night and day. Facts. <laughs> not <laughs> by and not. I can't say that word, but you know, we are here. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, even though he didn't have us waiting, I want him to wait. Listen, listen a little bit. Yeah. Nah, we can't do that to my man, bro. And we fixed the sound in here. This is what I was up in here doing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no echoes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, don't be biased. Oh, they got the book on here. Come on, man. <laughs> Not yet. They're going to see who it is, G. I, I got something from right here, too. I ain't showing them. Oh, I didn't show them nah, this yet. <laughs> you, know what <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Back in the day, I was, I was outside. You know what I'm saying? You want to show them later on? I'll make him wait for that one. G Money. Yo. Episode two. Oh, hold on. Let him wait a little bit. <laughs> he came too early. Too early. He came too early, and you know what's so crazy too about it? He's professional, man. Gee, it's still the same thing. It's still an inconvenience. It's still, and and my thing is that he texts me, "Are we still good?" While already outside, <laughs> he didn't text me in the morning like, "Yo, good morning." Are we still good? Right. Yeah, we good. I'm outside. Huh? He's ready, man. I slept over because I put work in. Yeah, I put work in. 205. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know that episode. I just want to wait. I just want to wait. All right, man. G-Money. Yo. <laughs> episode 205. Oh, Nigga, we met it. We got a special guest. Oh, man. You know, I've been pranking this man. <clears throat> You've been, you been wilding. For the last two years. You've been wilding on him. He looked out for you on the radio station one time. Oh, yeah. We, we got to, you know. Okay, I'll let you tell your story. Yeah, yeah, Because that's yeah. something that stuck with you. You you, right. you appreciated I that. I will forever be appreciative. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> you want to bring him in now? Legend. <laughs> Do we call him a legend? Uh, Queens. Big Queens. Entrepreneur. Author. Author. We call him a. Is he is, is is he technically a realtor? Is he a realtor? I hate. Let me just say this. 
People that go and find fields oh, and try to take. God. What about the people that's out there walking barefoot <laughs> in the morning to sell a house? Who he think he is? One of the top hosts on one of the top stations, the number one station in the world. Mm. Round of applause for my man, DJ Envy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for having me. He wants some headphones. <laughs> you guys got headphones? <laughs> no, no, no. Do you wear headphones at, at, at 105? I do. Yeah, you look foolish. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thank you, for, thank you for coming today. Thanks for having me. Uh, we appreciate you, man. I feel like you came a little too early. Pause. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure prematurely has caused trouble in your life. Back in the days before you was married. What? What? No, because you got you was Miss Miss Gia since fifteen. That's right. So just be careful. You know we don't want you getting in trouble. Stop trying to arrive early. Just let that sit in your mind. What are, what are you talking about? Just let that sit what's, in your mind. You'll get it because because it's Paul. I don't want to say, and I respect Miss Gia. I, that's my, oh my. She don't play. She kicked <laughs> me out the crib. Mm. She got my utmost respect. I wouldn't even play. And play, but I like to be on time and be early to make sure I can find parking. Some some lots don't take the cars that I drive, so I gotta make sure I'm on time. I gotta find parking. I never like to be late. So I was actually just chilling in the car waiting. That, that was that was a conflict though. There, there some cars, some lots don't take the cars that he that he's driving. You believe this? Yeah. He's you believe a, this? He's a, car, he's a car guy. What do you mean? That doesn't make sense. All lots take cars, any car. It's not true. Some lots don't take exotic cars. Like some lots will not take Ferraris, Lambos, oh, for real? Rolls Royce, especially in the city because it's too much of an insurance thing. So they won't take those type of vehicles. So you have to find a lot that can actually take those cars. That, mm. that means if something happened to your car, they are liable. Correct. How long, because you, you know, you sued a couple of people before. How long does it take for you to mm -hmm. get your money from a, a car damage like that? What would you do? You put it into the insurance? Uh, or how does that work? Well, if you have an exotic car, you usually don't go through insurance for anything small. And the reason being is, let's say you own a, a let's say a $500,000 car, let's just say. Mm -hmm. And let's say somebody hits you and it's $30,000 worth of damage. Mm -hmm. It might not make sense to go through insurance. And the reason being is, once it pops up on your car fax, meaning it shows that there's an accident, the value of your car shoots down like 30%. So now that the car that you caused, that you paid $500,000 is now worth three eighty. So now it makes sense to just pay that $30,000 and you get it back on the, on the, on the long run. So how do you get it from the people? Um, you got to make a deal. I mean, the, the most lots will pay it because they'll pay the money. So if it's thirty thousand, it's just give me ten, and you got to cover the rest of it, depending on what it is. When That's it what they do. They give yeah. you ten thousand. If it's a lease, then it doesn't matter because you give the car back. But if you buy it, you own it. It does matter. Got it. Welcome mm. to the show. Can you turn my Thank mic you, down a little bit, please? Because I'm yeah, I'm about to go in. Mm. I, 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 it's the first mic pause. Yeah. Um, how do you feel today? I'm great. I am great. I had a great weekend. Was in the pool all weekend. I had a great weekend. What, you want me to lie? You want I me feel, to lie? I thought feel, I feel you was I was outside in, in the fire hydrant. What do you want me to lie? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you my truth. I, I, I was in the pool chilling. I felt you were showing all. I saw it. I, 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 come on. Like, chill. I've not been in your new crib. Like, you, come on. You a show off, man. You've you been in the pool, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. <laughs> See, I'm going to let you. I'm, I'm, you know, you know. I, I go all day, G. I'm gonna let not let G. Can you please, like, right, right. Can you please take over this? Well, well first off, you know I haven't I haven't seen Envy in a while, so you know, good to see you, my brother. You know, what I'm saying? welcome, welcome back to the uh, welcome to the show. And uh, last time I saw you, I think we was, we were playing the club together in the city a while mm -hmm. ago. I, I think when I saw him, I had to thank him 
like I always think when I see him because the whole radio situation that happened. Um, I'm not sure if you recall. I remember. You remember? This, yeah. this 2013 um, situation happened on, on The Breakfast Club. Somebody called up and uh, tried to accuse me of messing with they, 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 they young lady. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and Envy being the stand-up guy that he is, you know, he he, uh, he banged it on him. On, 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 on live on the air. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He tried he try to... Um, Try to assassinate your character, and I said I know G Money. Well, see, this this is the thing about DJs, right? So everybody looks out for each other, right? Right. Um, like if you look at attorneys, attorneys all look out for each other, right? Rappers, they all look out for each other. Shit, bartenders, they all look out for each other. DJs, we the only ones that we all try to do it on our own. Mm. But we all come from the same struggle, same grind, same everything. So I feel like if there's a DJ trying to do something, trying to accomplish something, I'm a, I'm gonna look out for the DJ. During the pandemic, I did the DJ fund where we right. raised a couple hundred grand. To see that, yeah. Right? And I gave every DJ, if I know or didn't know, if they emailed me or if they had a man that hit me, I, I gave them some money. And, and that's because I gotta, we got to look out for our own. A lot of times we don't. So when I see DJs doing something that's different outside the box, whether it's a car show like DJ Magic or Camillo's Restaurant or Self's Block Party or something Greg Street is doing or any DJ in around, in around the world, I want to support because we don't support each other enough. So I really look like if a DJ's doing something like you with the podcast, you know what I mean? I didn't come on the strength of Queen's Flip. I came on the strength of you because you a DJ. And I'm like, whatever, whatever you're doing, I need to be supportive if I can. And that's how I think we should all look at DJs. Any DJ out there listening, we should always support each other, mm. pull each other up. That's real. I mean, you didn't have, you know, like that's, that's, that's just, you could have you definitely took the opportunity that day on the radio and been like, oh yeah, what's up, what happened? You know what I'm saying? And, and right. got more inquisitive about it, but you shut it down. You know right, what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I, I just want to publicly... You know, thank you, and you know, be appreciative of that. You know, what I'm saying that that was a tough time. I, I was in the crib about to shit on myself. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's that, love. That, that saved everything. So well, next time you learn, learn what? Leave niggas, girls alone. That was alleged. No, that was a fact. I got the receipts. Let me pull it up. Do you? Nah, I ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, G, my poor man. Nah, so uh, you know, let, let, let's let's go back now a little bit, like like we always do in the show. Let's let's take them back. You know what I'm saying? I know. Uh, we heard the story, you know, uh, before online, but let's go back mm -hmm. to before DJ Envy and before Breakfast Club, before everything. You know, take us back. You know, obviously you're from Queens, born yep. and raised. What part of Queens? What part of Queens are you from? I'm from Queens Village. That's uh, Murdoch and Springfield. Same block as DJ Clue. We were uh, neighbors. He lived actually across the street from me. Mm. And I didn't know Clue was Clue. He hates when I tell his story. I didn't know him as that. I knew him as Ernesto. Ernesto mm. was the kid that was a couple of years older than me. I used to shoot ball with him at the park. He always used to wheelie up and down the block. Like, that was Ernesto. Right. Um, and I was just a kid from Queens, you know what I mean? Uh, Andrew Jackson was my zone school. If you don't know what Andrew Jackson is, that was probably the worst school in America at the time, the first school <laughs> with metal detectors. Uh, mm. And my parents was like, you're not going there. My pops is a, a retired police officer. My mom works for uh, Guardian Life Insurance. She was like, yo, we're going to put you in Catholic school. So she put me in St. Joe Coming in and, and I used to take the bus where Catholic school closed every day. And uh, me waiting for the bus, I seen Ernesto driving. I don't remember if it was a 3 Series or a Honda, but whatever mm. it was, a Honda and a 3 Series back then was like Rolls Royces as a kid. They were Bentleys. So I seen him, I'm like, yo, what are you doing to make money? Because at the time, I didn't have that much money. I didn't have nothing. Uh, he was like, yo, come to my mom's crib after school and I'll show you. So I'll be honest, I thought he was selling drugs. And I'm like, Shh, whatever, I need some bread. Like at the time, you know, you want to sneak. This is in high school time. This, this was in high school. Mm. 
And uh, after high school, I remember, you know, going to his crib. His mom was like, Ernesto's downstairs. I go downstairs. I walk downstairs, and I just see records and records and records and records and, you know, uh, turntables and all types. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. He's like, I'm a DJ. I was like, all right, what's your DJ name? He was like, I'm DJ Clue. Now, at the time, nobody knew what Clue looked like because Clue only had the question mark on his, his tape. Right. And I used to bootleg Clue tapes at school. Like, I went to an all-white school, so they didn't know who it was. So I used to bootleg his tapes. And I'm sitting there like, damn. And he was like, yo, I'm a DJ. And I was like, so you get paid to do this? He was like, yeah. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I started from there. And then Wait, so you bootlegged his tape before you knew who he was? Yeah, I didn't know who he was. So I was bootlegging his tape in my school, my high school. Wow. And then from there, I wanted to DJ. So Clue kind of became my off-and-on mentor. Like, yo, what should I buy? And he'd tell me the turntables I buy. What should I get? And that was the start. Uh, at the same time, I went to the school. I went to this. I went to school with this kid named Mono. Mono's Haitian. He's from Queens, and um, his pop was a musician. So he had turntables. So he was like very musically inclined. He plays the trumpet. He plays mad different instruments. And he was like, "Yo, let's DJ together." So we started DJing together. Uh, he was more the DJ, and I was more of the the MC. And uh, we were DJing for like a whole summer. Made no money, like mm-hmm. nothing. And he was like, yo, fuck this. I'm going to fuck with girls, man. Like, you you on your own. So I just took all the equipment and just started DJing in the basement. At the time, he was DJ Mono. I was DJ Shrimp. Mm-hmm. My name was DJ Shrimp because I was only five foot two. I was short. I was scrawny. And um, we used to, together, we were Envy Productions. And we was called Envy Productions because we used to say all the white kids in the school envied us because we was, it was like very few black kids in the school. Um, so on the stamp on the tape, if you remember the stamp on the tape of the CD, it just said Envy. So when I used to go to the bootleggers, they'd be like, you got the new Envy, you got the new Envy. So when I started handing out, they'd be like, oh, Envy's here. And they just started calling me Envy, not knowing that it was both of us together as Envy Productions. Mm. So the name just stuck, and it just went on from there, and I just took the name Envy. Mm. Real quick, because you know you, um, because you're in a, you know, you do interviews, and you know what you're doing. You tried to rush our interview, but we're going to have to slow you down a little bit. Yeah, I'm here all day. I ain't got nothing to do, so. We know that. We know that. Um, talk about your parents. I see that you highlight them a lot. Wonderful people. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like living? You know, because they seem extremely close. And yeah, mm-hmm. what was it? Tell us about growing up um, with your parents. My parents raised me in a household that was fair and firm, as my dad would say. Right, together they were together. They're still together. Um, my pops about to turn eighty. My mom's a seventy-seven, but we lived in a household where. It was their way or the highway, meaning my dad is a police officer at the time. You know, he wasn't retired. So he's in the streets. So he sees what's happening. And during that time, crack was big. Like you walk out the house and you see the little crack files all over the floor. And my dad, you know, he was he was an undercover on the train that used to stand on the train and catch people robbing people on the train. He used to carry the little gun in his uh, glove. So he used to see everything all day long. See cops getting shot, people getting shot, people getting murdered. So he wanted me to stay in the house. He was like, if I keep him in the crib, I know he ain't going to be outside. So for them, when I started DJing, it was everything because it was like, oh, he's practicing in the basement. We know where he's at. Yeah, the music is loud, but I'd rather take this music loud than lose my son to the streets. So it was. he was very like, I, I tell everybody all the time, he was... He was, a, he was a tough asshole. Like, he was, he, it wasn't, you know, some of them, them, them families be like, well, if y'all want to go out and their parents might be like, no. And then you could say, well, why can't I go out? That wasn't in it. Dad, can I go out? No. It was no, don't ask me nothing. Get the fuck out my face. That was my dad. My mom was more of a, a teacher. She wanted me to learn. She wanted me to read. 
She made sure she checked my homework every day. There was no fast food. They cooked for me every night. Like it was a family family. That's how my family was. I wanted to get out early. So as soon as I got my first check, I got out the crib. And the reason I wanted to is because I didn't get to experience the world. Because when I'm home, it's like, you know, when I used to come in the crib, my dad was like, yo, when you come in this house, you make a lot of noise because I don't want to shoot you. Because if I feel like you're sneaking in the crib, I'm going to shoot you. Like, that's how my household was. But remember, I lived in Queens. So you had to make sure that this, that, and the other. But my dad was also the one that if I had a problem, he was right there with me. If I had my first fight ever was with Troy. You know who Troy is? No. Which Troy that passed away? Smack DVD. <clears throat> Troy was my first fight. <coughs> Wait, hold on. Punched me dead in my face. First fight was Troy. You lying. I swear to God. <laughs> you had a fight with Smack? Smack, me and Smack. Tell me how you and Smack had a fight. You had no wow. fight with Smack. Stop me and playing. Smack went to the same elementary school. Stop St. playing Joe my Command. man Smack name, man. Stop playing my And um, I remember what it was. And, you know, he, he, we, we got into an incident the day before. So I told my dad, I was like, yo, I'm going to fight Troy. He was like, all right, I'll be there. And my dad he watched from the side and was like, you're going to have to fight him. I ain't going to let nobody jump you, but you're going to have to fight him. And me and Smack fought. Wow. Who won? Smack. <laughs> Smack. That's real. It wasn't a long fight. It was kids. But, you know, you know one, two, he two-piece me. I tried to swing at him back and everybody grabbed his butt. Yeah, he won. That's Smack. Yeah, he tell you. Did you guys ever talk about this as adults? All the time, man. We laugh about it all the time. All the time. And what school was this again? St. Joker Manan in Queens. I think Slowbucks might have went there. Like, it's, it's, it's Queens. And that school was all Haitian. So it was like, we didn't have a basketball team, we had a soccer team. Like, it was like, <laughs> I mean, it was, we was in the middle of the hood. So, but this is like what they call Shadyville, right? Queens Shadyville, Village. yep. Mm -hmm. Queens Village, Shadyville. Shadyville, okay, okay. And then, but, but did you ever, I saw you like, your family's still in Shadyville? No. My family's still in Queens. In Queens, got it. And my dad won't leave. And I tell you, and, and I tell you the reason why. Like, I don't have nothing to hide. Uh, my dad, like I said, is a police officer, so he likes to know his area. But not only that, since he's a cop, if he moves out of the, the county that he lives, they actually tax his pension. So if he stays in New York and Queens, they won't tax his pension. So I've been trying to get him to come to Jersey for the longest. He won't leave. He won't leave at all. Will not leave. All that money you got. Will not leave. <clears throat> and when he comes to my house in in Jersey. He closes all the blinds like he thinks the bears are checking him out while he's walking around. He just, he's just one of them. He's just, he's, the, he's just one of them niggas. He's from Brooklyn. He's, he, he's comfortable in his in his environment, and he will not. When you were younger and you were sheltered, right? Mm -hmm. How did that make you feel? Like, and and when you get older, you try to while growing up, you try to get away from that. Mm -hmm. But in retrospect, looking back at it, um, you appreciate it more. Absolutely. Um. But you're not like that with your children. Um, tell me what. And, and the reason I say is, is my children live a different life. Meaning, well, my parents sheltered from me. We, I didn't, we didn't have a lot of money. My kids have the option of having money. So it's like, for instance, if my kids want to go out, I know where they're going because I'm paying for it. You know, like my son went to Rolling Loud this weekend. He went with his three boys, but my son wasn't like me. I was a scrawny little kid. My son is a football player that's diesel. You're not going to toss him around. He can, he can hold his own. Um, I also can afford for him to stay in a nice hotel. I can afford for him to, to stay out in a nice flight and get a car service for him and, and do that. I didn't have none of those options. So I would have had to take the bus or take a train somewhere. Got I would have been staying at a hotel that was probably one of the worst hotels. He didn't have those options. 
So I treat my, my kids differently. Same thing with my daughter. When my daughter goes out, if it's somewhere where I don't feel comfortable, I could put somebody on her. Meaning a security guard or just one of the homies. I didn't have like I'm a, I didn't have that option as a kid. You talking about you talking about Madison? Madison, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, how was it like? Because I know that you know, um, but I don't know if it's public mm -hmm. yet. But um, I don't know if should I say it? Yeah, go ahead. No, I know Madison. You know, you last time I was with you, you was telling me that Madison now lives alone. Yeah. How was that like? That was difficult. I mean, she goes to she goes to college in the city. She goes to NYU, and you know, she wanted to get her own apartment. Um, and my whole fear with, with New York is like I told her, and she understand that, so we good. But like when I went to school, I went to Hampton University. When I stayed by myself, it was with a bunch of college students. So, you know, you, you lived off campus, but all the college students lived off campus. NYU was different. Where she stays and when she goes out, it's not NYU students. You're going out with New York. Which Every, is hustlers, everybody. which is niggas, which is yeah. scammers, which is murderers, which is gangsters. It's all of that. And for a kid that came out of Jersey that don't, and she knows because I, I take her with me wherever I go. I, yo, look at the back door. You see that right there? That don't look right. Watch your drink if you're drinking. Like, I teach you that. But, you know, it's still, you know, it makes her nervous. She's doing fine, though. She but, again, I'm able to afford a nice building. With a, a doorman, where you gotta put your key card in to get up the elevator. Where like I live, she I'm able to afford that for her. So for me, it's a lot more comfortable. Who who? How did Miss Gia feel about her leaving? Like who was more? Uh, me, like you, like people know. Like Madison's my like. I know people say yo, your kid shouldn't be your best friend, but she's my my ace. Like that's my best friend. Like if I'm going to look for a car, Maddie, what you doing? I'm picking you up in three minutes. Come on. Oh yo, Maddie, I need you to fly here to do this. Like she is that type. Like hands down, so for me it was tougher. Even got now it. she got a boyfriend, and and it's and it's tough on me. Oh, because I'm no longer <laughs> number one check. in daddy's life. Who it's, we got to check? Who we got to check? What's his name? Now he Damn. a good kid though. He a good kid. Nah, though. you gonna hide up? Now he a good kid. He he's been around me a couple of times. And where and where where where? Everywhere he he he's been to both car shows. He's what does he do? Car shows. What does he do? He go to NYU. Smart kid. He, he, he interns at black. Uh, yeah, black. J P Morgan. Um, but. It's funny, he looks like one of my family members. So when Hold we go to, on, chill out with that. I'm going to tell you, when we go to car show, everybody be like, oh, shoot, you got Madison and Logan working. He be like, I'm not Logan, but he kind of looked like a taller Logan. He played ball, he diesel, he good. He, I like him. I, I really like respects, that kid. He, I respect he, that kid, yeah. And he respects Madison. Absolutely, yes, he does. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. But he yes. also knows, you know. Does he really know? Because when people watch you, I don't think they know what comes behind. Yeah, no, no, he knows, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when I do my car shows... Everybody comes to the car shows. So my niggas come to the car show because they want to make sure I'm good when I'm out and about. So he had to talk to them the whole time. And they not like, you know, I'm more politically correct. They not politically correct. Got Yo, what the f what, what's your intention, my nigga? Like, that's how they are. Like, if I catch you doing like, but he was good. He handled it great. And I really like the kid. Shout out to him. Okay, yeah, I like him. Good. Okay, as long as you say so. Yeah, I like him. Yo, so growing up in Queens again, right? Um, Go back a little bit. Um. You said your parents was pretty strict on you. You had a firm household. Absolutely. So you still you still could have chosen another route, though. A lot of people growing up with Queens, you know, especially during that time, like you said, you, you wanted to get some more money. How did you, outside of your parents being on you, like, how did you avoid the streets and, you know what I'm saying, like going yeah, other, other and, and I tell everybody all the time, you know, people say, yo, why do you do the things that you do? It's because a lot of times the only influence we have is bad, right? right? And, my, and coming up from Queens... The biggest influences we had was drug dealers, right? We went to Jamaica Avenue to buy sneakers or we went out. 
who had the girls, who had the bottles, who had the cars. It was the drug dealers. Mm. So that, that was my influence early on. Or the basketball players, right? Mark Jackson or uh, Anthony Mason we would see, Rod Strickland, Stephon Marbury, right? But if you can't ball, what do you think your next way is? Mm. Is that. Rapping at the time, nobody really respected the rappers as much as the drug dealers and the basketball players. So a lot of times that's where we go. Um, and I, I pray to God every day and thank God every day that if Clue didn't say, yo, I sell drugs, I might have been saying, you know what, I'm going to sell drugs with Clue. But since he's the DJ and that influenced me, that's why I show so much when it comes to DJing. That's why I show these kids, yo, you could DJ and, do, and be successful. You could DJ and buy a crib and buy a car and buy your jewelry and take trips and buy what you want just by being a successful DJ. That's why I show all that. I never sold drugs. I never had to do any of that. Not, not, I know a lot, a lot of my peoples have, right. but I didn't. And, and the good thing about that is I don't have to look around my back when I'm doing anything. Yeah, you got to look up for stick-up kids regardless, but I never had to do anybody dirty, so when they sold somebody dirt or you know, took somebody's money. I never had to do that. So when I walk around the city, I can walk around the city with my kids in my hand. I can walk around the city and not feel like I got to be careful. And that's the best feeling in the world. Mm. Who else at the time was, was, was um, but besides Clue in Queens, like who else did you see DJing at that time that, that you were kind of inspired by? Or Yeah, Clue was, Clue was the main, but then it was, it, was, it was the whole Queens. It was Grandmaster Vic. It was Vic. Uh, Buddha Barber. It was uh, DJ Boogie Black. Uh, it was, um, so I think some of the queens, and then it was just all the queens dudes that came up with me, whether it was Jade Lorello, Finesse, or mm. uh, Who Kid, or Dirty Harry, uh, of course, shout the Big Splash, like all those people were around me that kind of grew up with me, but it's just the experience, you go into the park and see somebody playing music, but DJ Scratch too, but what, what did it for me was seeing them successful and being able to take care of their household, and mm. that's what Clue did for me. Like, I seen Clue go from a Nissan Sentra to a Honda Accord to a 3 Series to an Expedition to a Ferrari to buying a crib in Jersey. So those were my, like, think about it. I bought my first crib at 22. My first mm. crib, I bought at 22. But that's from seeing Clue buy his first crib at 22. So he was my inspiration at the time. Like, damn, if he can do it and he's from my same block, I could do it. Right. And sometimes these kids don't see that. They see the same kid on the same corner for 10 years and they think that's cool. But nah, that's not. And that's what I try to show these kids. When did you meet your wife? I met her, I met her in um, high school. So What school? Hold on, what school? I'm going to tell you, St. Francis Prep on Horace Harden. I forgot you went to Pro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she- um, I went to Holy Cross. She went to, she's from Brooklyn, actually. And she moved from Brooklyn to Queens <laughs> and got transferred into my school. So when she transferred, she was the new fly girl. Mm. And, you know, for most people don't know that I was kind of like a turtle in school. Like, I never really fucked with chicks because I, I was scrawny. I was five foot two, glasses, braces. I, I wasn't fucking with chicks. So when she came into school, she was bad. So mm. I didn't know what to say. I would try to give her my number. She would curve me, try to give her my number. She would curve me. And I remember I used to stalk her. So she used to run track. Wait, wait, hold on. We can't... Wait. You married? I'm married, married man. Married. I'm married. Yeah, I'm sorry. Been with her 27 years. What you I'm, I'm, about? I'm just saying. I just you got me nervous, man. Ooh, man. Stalking. Fuck all those people, man. I'm gonna be being honest. <laughs> I was, I was stalking. So you her. was a typical nerd from you. I was a nerd from when it came to relationships. So I would stand outside the track, her track meet, all mean her track practice, and I would watch her. After we played ball, I would watch her, mm. and I, and you know, and I kicked it to her. And you know, for me, it was like you know. My wife at that time had double D's as a 15-year-old. So I was standing out there and just watching her track all day. 
And she curved me like three, four times. And then one time she was like, you're fine. Come on, let's go out. And when we went out, we both connected. And we was inseparable from there. We just, I think we were both good because we were both on a, it wasn't about sex. It wasn't about nothing but just having fun. We were 15 and 16 just having fun. I don't like that stalking talk. We got to talk <laughs> yeah, behind I'm just going to tell, yeah, yeah. tell you what the truth he, is. He I can't lie. Shoot, he, he nah, shoot, man, no, 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 G. Shot. No, G. No, I ain't gonna. Cause I mean, I wasn't the, fucking chasing her down the, and saying I the, love you. The but the track, the track meets is where the joints be at. Gee, I, I would watch I, it. I, I ran track. Out, I ran track. I've been to eleven schools in my life. I had, I haven't had the the joy to enjoy that. I'm just telling so you. Stop showing off. I ran track for two years. You go to track meet the day there. I went to Holy Cross. So, this man you know was and prep by the, the bleachers. Prep had the joints though. This man was by the bleachers. Watching his future wife, his he wife. Sh- he was shooting his shot. Man. Yeah, girls do it. You don't think girls go to the basketball court and watch guys when they play basketball? They do the same they, shit. They was at practice too. They watch. Yeah, I mean now everybody's into the who's stalking. No, girls used to go to the games <laughs> to watch dudes. They used to dudes we used to watch girls wherever they did. It, it is nah. what it is. And I'm pre- not saying I would be fucking writing notes and saying I'm gonna get you later. I didn't say that. I was just <laughs> check her out. Are you trying to try to bait him? Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. You're You wrote a note. I know you're tight. I don't bring. Notes. I know you're tight. Get just, out of here. You yo, wrote a damn I'm just note. honest. You wrote a note. You wrote a note, and you were scared to give it to her. No. I know that type. No, I'm gonna I'm give it to her today. It took you four months to give a note out. No, I kicked it to her like every day, and she curbed me every day. Did I you did. not write a note? Yes or no? No. You know, after I wrote a zillion notes, but during that time, right. no, I didn't write no note. So. Why y'all was going to? When did the situation happen with Miss Gear? Is it Gia or Gia? Gia. Gia, thank you. I'll be saying When did the situation happen on Jamaica Avenue? All right, so. Um, no, wait, what grade were you guys in? I was a junior, she was a senior. I mean, I'm sorry, I was a senior, she was a junior. Got it. Um, so we were, we were talking, we were dating. And I used to take her home every day. I had a car. I had a. Uh, at that time, I think I had a Nissan Stanza. I don't even think they make them anymore. Nissan Stanza. I don't understand this. Great. It was a, it was, it, the car was so fucked up, it used to turn off on the highway. So you'd have to put it in neutral and turn it back on. But I used to take her home every day. And uh, one of these days, uh, a friend of mine was like, yo, I can't work. His name was Shahid. He was like, yo, I can't work today. Can you take my, can you take my shift? And I was like, all right, I'll take his shift. So I told my man, yo, drop my, wife, drop my girl home. He's like, all right, I got you. Uh, he had practice. So he was like, yo, I'm going to be a little longer. So she was like, nah, I'll just take the bus. So she took the bus. She went to Jamaica Avenue to McDonald's, that infamous McDonald's on Jamaica oh, Avenue. Man. You know, everybody's been there. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she went in there, she had a Catholic school uniform on, and these girls were making fun of her. Um, you know, hey, you, you Casper-looking bitch, you bleach-looking bitch, fuck you, you little light-skinned hoe, this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, they got into an argument. It was like eight on two, nine on two. Cops came, broke it up. So my wife was like, my girl at the time, my wife was like, you know what? Let's just get the fuck out of here. Let's get on the dollar van and go home. So they walk into the dollar van, and the girls come back around the block. And try to jump her. So now they fighting. One of the girls pulls out a blade, cuts my wife uh, 60 stitches here, 30 here, and 70 here. Um, and it was like 10 slashes in her jacket. And uh, they ran off. Um, next day, you know, we went back down there with the police and we found a couple of the girls. And I think one of the girls got like 12, 15 years. And, you know, it, that's what, if you really look at my wife's face, you'll see like a little scar here and a little scar there. That's, that's where that comes from. Wow. <clears throat> so a lot of people don't know that. And I talked to you about this, about, you know, you hold things very, you, you don't let things go. No. I you don't. harbor on things. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure you checked if that lady came home from prison or not. Yes. I'm pretty sure you. <laughs> stop. This man is dangerous. 
I'm pretty, and, 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 and first and foremost, Ms. Gee is strong. Yeah, very. I asked her, you didn't notice, when, after the skit, I asked her downstairs, I said, Ms. Gee, um, does it ever bother you? And she said, what, Flip? So, you know, the scar, you got cut. She said, no. She said, man, I, I, you know, I, I got over that long time ago. And I said, but your husband? She said, yes, I know. Hmm. He doesn't, and I tried to tell him. And in that moment, she was keeping it real. She laughed about it and stuff like that. And, you know, I can see, like, I think it's dope because it reminds me of my wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, to have that type of, you know, we'll take things more harder. Yeah. And and she was like, nah, Flip, man, it, it, it doesn't bother me. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm living life. But Envy now, mm. he knows where the lady is at. Yeah. <clears throat> I think he know where they at. One of them is still in Queens, aren't they? Yeah, I, I even know who played for the lawyer. I just, just, just me. That's yeah, just yeah, yeah, I do. yeah, yeah. He knows mm-hmm. why. <laughs> it was a mistake. Was kid. I'm, I'm not making excuses. You know, you know. I'm what making excuses. But e, come on, e, that's kind of crazy. E. You, know, you know what it is? Is when when people disrespect, and I know people find things funny. I just don't find it funny. I respect you know that. what I mean? It's not my family and my kids. Make fun of me all day. Call me what you want to call me. Call me a bitch. Call me a this. Call me a that. I'm cool with that all day. Bring it to me. But when it comes to my family and my kids, it's just a different game for me. And I'm willing to take it that far. That's what people don't understand. I'm willing to take it that far. When things happen, you might not think it just happened regularly. But I'm willing to take it that far when it comes to my kids and my wife. And that, that probably comes from my pops because my pops is the same way. My pops is wild when it comes to his kids, or well, mm. well, me and his sisters. But that's how I am too, and I know I know every information of, of everything, and but I just what, keep it there just in case. Just but, in case but, I but, need. What, but how does that work? Something happens to your wife. How old was Miss Gee at the time? Seventeen. She was probably sixteen, and I was seventeen. Something happened over twenty-seven years ago. Yeah. And you know when you told me because you kept it real with me. That's what I like about you. You said flip man. I'm like in my head. I'm like. This man, <laughs> this man is crazy. Why I say that is because, my opinion, not that you're crazy, but I feel like it's gonna consume you. Yeah. I feel like I feel like 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 you're really a good dude, and when you talk about these things, you put passion into it. That you mm-hmm. go, and it's like to me when we learn from you, somebody who's so influential to us, it's like what's the end goal? What? Why? Mm-hmm. Why would you keep these? tabs or understanding what can possibly happen is it in yeah. case your kids may want to see it in the street like what do you think how far do you think or you do it to in case i want to make their life a miserable hell no nah, and and, and, and i want you to be honest with me yeah no nah, it doesn't consume me but what i say like it's not something i think about every day like oh i can't wait that she gets out she's out she got a kid i don't think about it like that respect but i, I do i always like to cross my t's and dot my i's just in case so that's who i am so i'm that i'm that guy that likes to I'm gonna put I'm gonna put everybody's name and everybody's address and everything on the wall, just just in case I need it. Just like if you talk to, uh, <clears throat> I would say like, if you ever talk to uh, somebody like a Hove, right? I'm sure Hove has lyrics for every rapper in the game. Not to say that it consumes him, but just in case he gotta pull it off the board, he's gonna pull it off the board. It's already there. That's that's how I think about. So when I see people make moves and people be like oh well envy moves off of emotion i don't i think about everything i do before i do it got it and i just make sure that i have that pull just because i gotta pull that tab one day 
And if I got to pull it, I'm going to pull it. And I want, I'm, I'm going to make sure I got all my information clear and correct. Do you ever think that somebody can do something like that to Miss Gia and come home and change their life? Absolutely. Do you ever think that prison could have changed the women, yes. the women life? And stuff? But honestly speaking, I want you to answer me honestly. Yeah. Do you forgive them? No. Mm. <laughs> Ain't no closet to go over there no more. When I mean, you cut my wife's that's, face that's, that's, that's 76 times in her leg 36 <laughs> times, I can't forgive you without having a conversation. Yeah, do I feel people can change? Yeah, people can change. Eek. But they got to show me they can change. Okay. Now, if she called, if, she came, if that person came home and was like, look, you know, I was 17 when this happened, and I just want to say, I don't care if it means anything to you, I just want to apologize. I'm sorry. Then we can have that conversation. Respect. You see what I'm saying? But I just can't. Do you forgive somebody? Yeah, forgive. Nah, it don't, it don't work like that. It, it just don't. Just like if I hurt you, if I hurt somebody, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're going to ask me about it later, but me and my wife got into an incident where I cheated, right? I can't just be like, all right, I, she forgives me and it's over. Nah, it don't work like that. If I didn't show her that I changed as a person, as an individual, right. that, that apology wouldn't mean anything. Learn behavior, change behavior is better than an apology. You know what I mean? If, if me and you get into an incident and I be like, yo, flip. Yo, I apologize. I understand what I did was wrong. And as man to man, I really apologize, bro. Then you could be like, oh, I fuck with Envy. But then if I do it again, you'd be like, nah, he's a bitch ass nigga. He just apologized when it's okay to. And that's how I look at, at, at change behavior. Now, if she, call, if she called and sent a uh, whatever, then I would be like, I, I respect that. Gotta but if respect. not, I just, it, just stays, it just stays there. Say no more. All right, so back 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 to the storyline now. You are DJing and all that. Uh, mm -hmm. Clue, you meet Clue. You you practicing in the basement. Um, after that, what's next? Um, started practicing in the basement. You and said uh, you and, you said you and Mono had the, the group, the Envy. Yeah, Mono. The so he stopped mixtape. DJing, Mono, I mean, and I started DJing on my own. Um, right. and I just started doing mixtapes, giving them out for free. Started doing everything from Sweet Sixteens to what's the Spanish Sweet Sixteen Quinceanera, Quinceanera, yeah, bar mitzvahs, you name it. I started doing everything. Instead, I started getting a little traction, a little name. Um. And I sounded like Clue. My echo was the same echo. Thanks. So it was like, I don't want to say it, but I was kind of like the low-budget Clue. <laughs> but it was, I, I didn't care because Clue was my mentor. Right, like right. He was everything to me. And it just started popping. And I started getting some of the parties. And I started making a name for myself. And then I think the biggest thing that happened was I went away to school. Mm. When I went to school, I went to Hampton, Virginia. Now it's no longer New York. Now I'm on Hampton's campus and now I'm the man. I'm the DJ kid there. So now I'm doing every party in Virginia. Right. But not only that, I got a roommate from Jersey. He's put me on to Jersey music. I got a roommate from Mississippi. He's put me on to the South. I got mm. a roommate from Indiana, a roommate from New Orleans. Now they're putting me on to all these different sounds and music. So now it's not just New York anymore. Now they're booking me in Atlanta. They're booking me in New Orleans. They're booking me in Charlotte. They're booking me. And now my name just continues to grow, continues to grow, continues to grow. But you getting these records though from 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 those cities, those songs? Because back then, this before Serato for those yeah. who tune in now. Like this, yeah, so I'm getting records from those. Download. Yeah, no, I had to have records, so it was actually buying records, or that's all. That, that was the only option, just buying records. Right. And then when I used to do mixtapes, I used to steal songs. So the way I would steal songs is, let's say you you Irv Gotti, shout to Irv. I used to steal a lot of my stuff from Irv, right? Mm. And if you ever been to Def Jam when Irv was at Def Jam, Irv used to leave his office open. And there's interns that used to run in and out. Back then, interns didn't get paid. Right. So now if I give an intern $100, he's giving me everything. <laughs> and that's what it was. Same thing with Biggie. Back then, Biggie used to park his car in valet. He'd leave his CD in the car. Mm. I get a valet 50. He'd giving me the CD. 
And this is how I used to get my songs through interns, through this, and you know, people that work at the studio. Right. You know, you work at the studio, you're a rapper, and you treat the engineer like shit. He gonna give you a copy because for me, I'm gonna give him three hundred dollars. Mm. So that was my way of how I used to get all those songs. So you basically cheated. I stole. So. Stole thief. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? That's cool. That's I cool. used the system. It, it was it was the grind. I mean, it was this, grind. This, this is before, it's grind. This is because before, you can't download the song before you can't use LimeWire yet. Right. Before because Lime you know, like you know, what somebody would do is they would give the song to Flex. They would give it to Clue. They would give it to everybody before me because I was a new DJ. So why would they give it to me? So I had to get it off of how I, how I had to get it off. And you did all that. So how much money you spent to steal? It didn't matter. <laughs> Whatever. What was the most? What, what was the most you paid for something? Probably $500, maybe $1,000 for something. For what? For what? You know, I, you I know. Think, okay. I think the Biggie record was probably a stack maybe. It was Pray For My Downfall. Mm. Mm-hmm. The name of that mixtape was, I think it was called Wanted Dead or Alive. That, and then I, I stole the song from Irv. Um... It was Method Man, DMX, and Ja Rule of one of those soundtracks. He was mad. He was mad at me. How mad was he? What? <clears throat> I'm going to fucking kill you when I see you. I'm going to fuck you up. This, that, and the But at the time, I didn't care because I went back to school. Mm. So it was like, all right, I'll go back to Virginia. You ain't How no- you got your number? Everybody had my number back then. The number was on a mixtape. The only person that, well, a couple people looked. looked. So I remember when um, Biggie came to Hampton, Virginia to perform. I remember season and was, was running around campus looking for me that time. Mm-hmm. Biggie was mad about that record. Yeah, hell yeah! I put it out before anybody else. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. You like that? I, 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 no, I don't. That's mm-hmm. stealing. That's stealing. We all we all stole. Uh, uh, as we all stole. I, I can't think. You probably stole something. I ain't. Uh, I couldn't do. I couldn't do that. What he did. That's a that's a strategic plan, though. Correct. Yeah, and it worked. Yep. But how the hell you found out who the engineer was? Well, shout to Splash. Splash used to uh, manage and host my tapes. And he used to go to the labels every day trying to get songs. So he would meet engineers. He would meet people in interns. He would meet everybody all day because he's up there all day long. He developed relationships with him. And it went from there. Snap. Hmm. Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. What's the transition? What was the transition where you went from DJ? Okay, because when you, so you in school... When you left school, you came back to New York, right? Mm-hmm. What was happening next? Um, I was still doing mixtapes. My parents were um, kind of upset because they was like, all right, you graduated. Okay, now get a real job. They was like, their whole thing was get a job with a hat, meaning mm-hmm. get a job with benefits. Um, and I was like, I don't want to. And even though they supported me, they just didn't like it, meaning they were like, you know, my dad, he worked 20 years. My mom worked 20, 30 years, but they didn't like their job. Like, my dad had to work on Thanksgiving. He had to work on Christmas. He had to work on New Year's. And I, you know, he was like, he didn't like that. So I was like, I want to put myself in a position where I don't have to work. And for me, I was making more money DJing back then doing mixtapes than they were. So I'm like, why am I doing it? I ain't doing this shit no more. And um, they were supportive, but they weren't. It was almost like, yeah, they were like, all right, go ahead, do it. But now Gia's mom, she was super supportive. She was came from an entrepreneur mindset, like, Oh, what you need? You need more equipment? Oh, I'll buy it for you. Oh, you want a studio? I'll take care of it. Oh, you need this? She was like that. That's why me and Gia's mom was so tight. Oh, wow. Gia's mom did that for you? Yeah. Even wow. for our first house, when I bought my first house, we were short, I think, like 25, 30 grand. 25 grand, I think we were. Gia's mom wrote that check. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why before she went, before she passed, she passed. She had dementia. She lived with me for like, I would say maybe six, seven years, wow. and we took her everywhere I went. We took her. So when we went to Dubai, she went to Dubai. Mm-hmm. People used to be like, "Yo, you crazy? She ain't gonna remember it." You know what I mean? She gonna come back. But I'm like, I don't care if she remember. I want her to live in the moment. So we took her to Dubai. We took her to all those islands, whether it was the Maldives or uh, wherever it was, Turks, every island you could think of. We took her. And, you know, she stayed in my crib. She never had to, she didn't pay no rent. It was, she didn't have to pay no food. Whatever money that she got from, went into her account. We didn't care about that. What did she do? Uh, she was, she worked at a church. She did, she was an accountant. She worked for the church as an accountant. Well, CCC? No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> Making all that money. No, 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 no. Yeah, but she worked for the church. She did accounting for a church. I think that's dope. Mm-hmm. And um, rest in peace. Absolutely. Um, um, I did see when you posted you know, when she passed away, or I think it was, a, not when, but I don't know, how, how long she passed away? I'm she not, passed away during the pandemic, it was about a year ago. She didn't have COVID or anything, but she, she passed away during the, the pandemic. So, and I saw that, and we appreciate those stories. I think it's dope. And it's love. Family love, you know what I'm saying? Um, parents, once you get a job, you don't want to get a job. You out here DJing. How long does it take from when you get on radio? So doing the mixtapes was was good, you know. And people talk about mixtape money all the time. Back then, we were making anywhere from twenty to forty thousand every six weeks doing mixtapes. Really? Yes. Mm. Yep. I didn't, I didn't quite get to that level yet. It was it was it was, it was on the way. Me and Basketball was doing mixtapes too. And, we, and just think know. about it: is Clue, Clue <laughs> is number one. So who knows what that man was making? Um, the the way we did mixtapes, which was pretty cool, is since we were from the same block, we we put our shit together. So if Clue had 10 machines and I had five, we put our 15 together and we would both dub his tape and my tape. Um, and we were doing great. And then the RIAA started sending out notices and arresting DJs for making mixtapes. So I seen it like, damn, this is about to slow down. So I said, let me try to jump in the radio. So I started sending my, um, my CDs and tapes to the radio stations. I sent it to Hot 97. Hot 97 was the only hip hop station at the time. Uh, and then they say, yo, we want to do something called Take It to the Streets. We're going to get the four hottest street DJs. I'm like, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah. So they were like, all right, boom. They got uh, K-Slay. Rest in peace, K-Slay got K-Slay. Peace. Boom. They got Who Kid. I'm like, okay. Green Lantern. Okay, mm-hmm. next up is me. No. It was, um, damn, I'm, I don't want to fuck up this man's name. I was going to, uh, can't remember his name. Can't remember his name. Damn, so sorry. What was it called? Uh, it was called Taking It to the Streets. Okay, good. And um, the DJ was, was rocking for like two months and then got into a motorcycle accident and died. So when he passed away, uh, that, that they was, needed somebody um, else to come up. And that's when I got the call. And they called me and then I started DJing. Uh, I was, I was going to say his name was Spin something. I can't remember the brother's name. I know he was a heavy hitter though. Not tri- triple... Was it no not not um not DJ Threat no Threat Threat, threat. It was threat. threat DJ Threat that's what it was Threat yeah yeah he, he he passed I remember that it was DJ oh. Threat rest in peace so Threat passed away in a motorcycle accident and then they called me up um and at the time Hot ninety seven was very very clicky you either had to be a pit bull or a heavy hitter and I was neither one of them so it was very difficult for me to get into that system just like K Slay if you ever speak to if if you ever listen to K Slay interviews it was very difficult for him to get into that system. Mm. Um, and um, when I got to radio I was doing midnight 12 to 4 they would give us a shift but I was like I need I want to do more 
So I was the one that was there all day. Like, you know how you say you slept there? You slept here? I slept, I would sleep at the station. I would learn how to do the boards, learn how to tape interviews, talk to the program director about doing more than just mixing. And she was like, all right, I'll teach you. So she taught me how to speak on radio, taught me how to tease, taught me how to, to, how to say different things. That was Tracy Clarity. And ice Queen Lady? They call ice, ice Queen Lady, Queen. Tracy Clarity. So she taught me everything. She was the meanest, but it was needed. I think more, I think more radio stations need that. So every time I would do a shift, she'd call me her office. Let's play the shift. And she'd be like, you think you should have said that there? You think, you think every time you open a break, it's your boy DJ Envy? Like people need to know it's your boy. Like she would like mm. break it down to what you say. And she'd be like, but why would I stay in another six, uh, another six minutes? What's going to make me stay? Tease me, nigga. But she wouldn't curse because she's white. But she'd be like, tease me. Yo, coming up, coming up, we got your chance to win tickets to Summer Jam. Keep a lot. Now I'm going to stay because I want those tickets. Oh, keep a lot. Yo, uh, I'm going to tell you what I seen at the party last night with, with Jay-Z. Now I'm going to stay. So she taught me the art of teasing. And that's where it started. So I started doing uh, any shift I could possibly do. Middays, overnights, Sunday morning, Saturday night. It didn't matter. And I just started doing that. Uh, and then they needed a morning show. Right? Needed a morning show. Hired Joe Button. Hired Joe Button. At the time, Joe Button was signed to Webb and Nitty. Webb is my brother. Love Webb to death. <clears throat> Webb said, we'll give you Joe, but this little light-skinned nigga got to come with him. That was me. So we both started doing morning radio together. At the time when he was doing morning radio, Joe Button also had a career as, as a rapper. So Def Jam hated it because he couldn't go on the road. He couldn't do records. And, you know, Joe... At the time, everybody knew Joe was great doing radio. He was great as a personality, but he didn't have the work ethic at the time. So, like, in between breaks, he'd be going downstairs smoking a cigarette for five, ten minutes. He'd be sleeping under the counter. We had to put the mic under the counter so he could do the break. But it was hard to, to do a rap career and radio. So it didn't work that long. He decided to leave. They needed a, a, a replacement. They called Miss Jones. Mm. Called Miss Jones and they threw me in there with Miss Jones. Me and Miss Jones didn't know each other from Adam. Um, and I'm 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 listening to her, and you know, not to get in Miss Jones' pockets, they offer Miss Jones a salary. So I heard, I'm like, yo, I know we all know each other. I said, but just so you know, they paid Joe this much. And I think you should at least get that. And she went back there and got the right pay. And ever since that, Miss Jones was like, I don't give a fuck who's on this radio, you leaving envy here. And me and Miss Jones just connected. Like I was her back, she was my back. Like you couldn't talk shit about her. I couldn't talk. You couldn't talk shit about me. And we did radio for like I think three, four years. But Miss Jones, she was the one that taught me how to do morning radio. She was the one that taught. Like as well as Miss Jones did, I would say this. And Miss Jones, know, there was no prep. Like you know how you you got to prep for an interview and write this down. Miss Jones could come in there, just wake up, wipe the fucking sweat, well, snot out her eyes, whatever you call it, and be like, yo. Let's talk about these girls wearing, these girls got tattoos on their legs. Because you got a tattoo on your leg. And she would make it a topic where people really cared. And I'm like, that's fucking amazing. Hmm. Let's talk about big guys wearing their, taking their shirt off, acting like it's sexy. And she would make it a topic. <laughs> and people be calling in. Girls, oh, they fat and they ugly. And big guys, no, it's sexy. And, and now it's a topic. Mm. And that's what made Miss Jones so great. She could do radio, do the interviews, but she can also make people care about what she had to say. 
Right. That was nice what he said. That was about, like throwing shots at me. It was that was at you? Oh, I had my shirt on. Don't you talk about my friend like that. Yo, yeah. all I'm saying is when I come to your house, I want to see you with clothes on, bro. <laughs> I come in here, he opens the, the doors open, he's sitting there with his shirt off, no, and I'm like, a- <laughs> are we taping a porn or are we taping an interview? Hey yo, listen, I was using the uh circular saw cutting and the dust got on, you know, the shirt, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's not about that. <laughs> it's not about that. So Miss Jones Taught you a lot about the morning show. Absolutely. Shout out to Ms. Jones. I would say probably 80, 90% of everything that I know came from doing radio with her, learning what to do, what not to do, things that she did right, things that she didn't do right. That all came from learning from Ms. Jones. What was the next? What happened next? So um, Ms. Jones decided she didn't want to do New York anymore, too much politics, and she went straight to Philly and did Philly radio. So I was left in New York. Uh, At the time, Cypher and Rosenberg came on. I couldn't connect with them. So I did a show called The Newer Two. The Newer Two. You can connect with them. Uh, they had their own shit. They have a different type of comedy, a different type of la- like. They have a dip like. They are like, and there's no, no, there's nothing against them. They're like Jerry Seinfeld. They're like. Um, Got that dry humor. The Office. That's my, yeah. that's my show right there. Yeah. So. Those are, I, I'm not into that. Curb your enthusiasm. Curb your enthusiasm. That's my favorite show. That, but that's their type of shit. But okay. you gotta understand. Like I tell you, most people think I'm Spanish. I'm not. My family is black. And when I say black, like we, they black, black. Like the type of black that didn't really fuck with white folks because of years of shit that they had, racism against them. So I never watched those shows. So it's funny. I only watch black shows. It's the truth. <laughs> So, so, so same, hold thing on. With, same thing with music. Like for the, for growing the, up as a kid, I never really listened to white artists. It was always... The Temptations, right. Black no, Artists, Diana Ross, <coughs> Gladys Knight and the Pips. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I grew up on. Like, my wife, who has her palate is a lot open when it comes to music, she'll be like, oh, that's, uh, you got to have grace of grace. Like, she'll be like, oh, that's, you know, now that I know because I'm a DJ, but back then I never listened to, I never listened to Madonna as a kid. Nah. I never listened to that shit Thanks. because we was, I grew up differently. You ever listened to um, Queen? Nope. I mean, I know at now after being a DJ, but back then as a kid, nah, I never listened to that. That's Mama, the- I just, just killed a man. man. <laughs> you know that song? Yeah. I mean, I know the music now, but of course you do. Put some respect on Queen's name when you come in here. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. That's the only Queen song you know, though. <clears throat> I know a couple of songs. You know a couple of. All right. Chill out. You know, listen, I beat you in a DJ battle already. Never have you beat me in DJ battle. I was just joking. Jeez, nice. <laughs> so, so, so. Before we, so why does it gotta be? Why? So you were the issue in that. You just didn't fit with them because you you didn't have that humor. They didn't. They didn't put us together. And I think Tracy knew it wouldn't be a great fit because I was from a different side and they were from a different side. We we never got the opportunity to like work with them. I just think they knew, and I went and did the newer too. Cipher don't get gas. That's Cipher sounds. Right? That's Cipher sounds and, and Rosenberg. Yep, absolutely. Peter Rosenberg. Peter Rosenberg. Yep. Got it. But wait, real quick. Peter Rosenberg was on. I no disrespect to Peter Rosenberg, shout out to him. You know, he's a wrestling fan. Not still on, but he'd been on Hot 97 before, all the way back then. Yeah, they actually hired Peter Rosenberg to be a producer on the Miss Jones show. Miss Jones didn't like him. That's not playing with Miss Jones wouldn't even ask him. One time Yo, you get a Oh, Miss Jones, Jones wouldn't even let him in the studio. Miss Jones can't stop nobody from going to no studio. Man, right. Stop it, man. Ask. Stop he was He was brought there to be a producer for the Miss Jones show. And Miss Jones, uh, Jones didn't like him. There's no corner over there anymore. Flip. I know. I'm not going to say, stop lying. Stop lying. She <laughs> didn't like him. Ask, ask Jones. How ask, she didn't let him in the studio? Ask Rosenberg. 
How she didn't let him in the studio? How? How? Because it was her show and she was How like, she didn't let him? Don't come in the fucking studio. You There's never, no locks on there. Don't you all right. I've been in there. I fought Ebro in there. You've you been up here with Miss Jones. If Miss Jones say don't come in my fucking studio, you're not coming to her fucking studio. So he didn't walk in? He didn't want no problem. He was like, nah, all right, cool. I'll stay outside. Why she didn't like him for? I don't like that. Damn. She just she just didn't like him. Why not? That's racist. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with being white. I think it had It to, was, because you, know, you and Miss Jones are racist. No. No, I think it had to do with, <laughs> I think it had to do with Hot 97 hiring him and not conferring with her. Because it almost felt like it was somebody that they brought in to watch her. And she didn't like that. Oh. You see what I'm saying? You, so, guys, got, you guys got angles. So that's the, what, ma- that, the but, man. But that, but they that, brought the man in, right? That's, but that's how Ms. Jones. No, that's, no, no, that's, that's how, how you felt too. The man. They brought the man to Rose, watch. Rosenberg was cool by me. I didn't care. He was oh, yeah? A, he, was yeah, hip, well, yeah, yeah? he was a hip hop head. So I didn't care about that. But she felt like, but I would feel the same way. If oh! If I'm doing a show and you bring somebody in, black, white, Asian, I don't care what you are, you bring somebody in that's not that I pick, I'm thinking that you they brought you in to check out and to see what was going on. Um and especially during that time, because we would get in trouble all the time. Remember, Miss Jones is really one of the big reasons why there's a dump button in all these stations. The one Yes, dump button, you gotta push it. So if if you don't know, no radio is live. All radio is at least on a 15-second delay. And the reason is if somebody curses or says something. We were interviewing Method Man on air. He was on the phone, live. Method Man started cursing. Fuck you, this, that, and the other, yada, yada, yada. He, I think like three fucks went by. It was a $250,000 fine. Mm. And ever since then, I would say probably 100% of the radio stations now have dump buttons because of that. So Ms. Jones started the, the dump button trend. Really? Mm-hmm. So, so you know, you, and I'm a, I'm gonna be respectful, sure, because you know it's, I know this is sensitive. You, you don't you don't have to be respectful. Where else would you want? No, I'm just saying because you're forgetting a group of people that was there that was uh, that that changed radio. Um, because you said Miss Jones went to Philly, mm-hmm. but before she went to Philly, she was a part of a show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like I, I get, I get it, I get it, and um, but we cannot take away the credit what Star did on radio. And I know that how mm-hmm. you feel towards it, but you told the story and just skipped that whole thing. Yeah, I told the story from my point of view because they weren't there when I was there. Oh, they weren't there when you were there. No, I was uh okay, doing middays. Uh, after Star and Buck Wild left, it was swaying them that took over. And then after Sway and them took over, then came Joe Button and then came Ms. Jones. Oh, so you wasn't, wasn't, so, got it. So the timeline is if so Ms. Jones, Starbuck while and Ms. Jones was earlier before mm-hmm. you got there. I was actually there the day that his last show. I was doing middays at the time. I was, this is when Angie Martinez was pregnant uh, and Sonny was doing Angie's show and I was doing uh, Sonny's show. So I was on after Starbuck when they, during their last show. And he okay. got into an uh, argument with management. And when he left, he you know ripped the, the, the plaques down off the wall and all that. Oh, I was there what? that last day, yeah. Mm. You saw that? Mm-hmm. Did... I'm going to ask you a question. You ask mind, you want, yeah. Because you know, I know this is sensitive for you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be respectful. And I told you, people, a lot of people don't know. And I got respect for you because I told you to, my, to your face. When we had, not like that, but we had a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I told you I looked up to Star, like, you know, his mm-hmm. way of radio, and you didn't really judge me anything. You mm-hmm. listened and gave me pointers about 
moving forward as far as, but you didn't hate. Mm -hmm. You did not hate. And that says something to me. You could have said like, you know, because people always try to, when I tell them that, even when I went up to Hot 97 and I was trying to work with P.O., shout out to P.O., and I told him that the, the, the idea I had doing late nights and I wanted to bring prostitutes and, you know, and these things. And I've, I follow my motto after Star. You know, he didn't say that. He was supportive of other people around. Mm -hmm. And when I told you, I said, you know, I consider him a mentor because I, I've this way of thinking in radio. I mean, you told me your story, but you didn't hate. Mm -hmm. But um, in the beginning stages, when you was at the station, right, and you saw that, did you have a disdain for him initially, or did you acknowledge what he has done for radio? Like at the top, you're like, oh, because you 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 black, you from the hood, and mm -hmm. to see a guy come on radio. Remember at the time it was Howard Stern, mm -hmm. and then at one point he beat Howard Stern in the ratings, so it was a big thing. Did you respect that, or did his personality not click with yours? Like you know when somebody mm -hmm. watched something, it's like I don't like. Did you have any type of Respect initially before the whole situation happened. Um, and this is no hate. I, I didn't listen to Star. I didn't At have, all. I didn't have no respect for him because I didn't listen to him. See, you got to think as a kid, I grew up on Ed Lover and Dre. When I went to school, I grew up on Ed Lover and Dre. When Star and them was on, on show on doing mornings, I was at Hampton University. So I there was no social media. There okay. was none of that. Like so, so you only got the clips of what he did. And then when I got back home DJing, I didn't wake up in the morning. There was no reason for me to wake up in the morning. So I didn't hear it. Ed Love and Dre, I heard every day going to school. Got it. I heard it on my way to high school. I heard it in my Walkman. I heard it in my, my pop's radio. So when, when Star and them, the only thing I heard was clips when he did something crazy that was on TV or, or when people were reporting about it. So for them, I didn't necessarily get it until later on. It just wasn't my, my thing. It wasn't your cup of tea. Mm -mm. But you, you can acknowledge that they did good for radio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can acknowledge, regardless of the personal. Let's move the personality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they, they were. Yeah, they were geniuses of what they did at the time. Absolutely, can't de can't deny that. Okay, okay. So, sorry, you give me a second. You do the new net too. You said what? No, you did it. You did the new net too. You doing new net too? And when that's when Star and then went over to Power. Power. Yeah. What was that Clear Channel? It was Clear Channel at the time. That was iHeart, but it was Clear Channel at the time. Okay. And before Hot got bought, what was that again? Emmis. Emmis Communications. It's like you know, Hot got bought by some. Uh, yep. Yeah, you know, you were yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like you, nigga. <laughs> I know my secrets. You know, okay. I learned. Yeah, yeah. I was at your house, nigga, uh, taking notes. Yeah, shut up, man. So, so, so. <laughs> how does that whole thing transition? Like, how did you get involved? With the Jones and Star debacle, because you were, were you still on her show at the time? Yeah, I mean, I was never not on Jones' show, so we were on the show together. And we were yeah. riding together, doing interviews, doing skits, trying to win. You know what I mean? At the point, this I think I had my first child at the time. Uh, my wife might have been pregnant with the second. So at the time, I didn't know what was happening. I'm just trying to make sure I can survive. I stopped really doing mixtapes like that. I was doing parties. And, you know, Jones and, and Star and them have history because she used to be on the show. So now, you know, back then, they're throwing, they're throwing cannons at each other. You know, he's throwing a cannon at her. She's throwing a cannon at him. He's throwing a cannon at her. And then um, he says something about her child. Jones is like my sister. Anybody, I might not defend you. Even you. 
You get into a situation to fight, I might laugh and be like, damn, Flip just got into a fight. But please believe, if you're not around and your son is there, I'm going to fight for your son like he's mine. Because you're my friend. You know what I mean? G-Money, I don't know if you have kids, but if G-Money has kids yeah. and his kids is around and they come to me like, yo, G-Money's my dad. Same thing. Same thing with Puff, Puff Kids. I've been in clubs with them. I make sure they they good. Because I would hope if, if, the, if, the, if the situation was different and Puff was somewhere and somebody said, yo, I'm Envy's son, Puff would be like, yo, make sure he gets home. And I know Puff would. I know Buster would. I know Fat Joe would. I know Fabulous would. I know Clue would. You know, some people in the industry. I know Nori would. These are the people that I know would do it. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel. He threw a cannon about that and it just went left. You said something about Jalen, right? Her son. I don't remember. Jaylen, yeah, yeah probably, probably. Yeah, it was Jalen, the oldest one. Yeah. yeah. Probably that one, yeah. So he said something about her son and you responded to him. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what you said? Nah, I don't. People could Google it, I'm sure, though. And then the next and the reason And the reason I, I'm not being in depth is because I've been sued about this a couple of times. So the last suit was like, I think he tried to sue me for 100 million, I think it was, let's say, allegedly. Yeah, so. No, well, 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 yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't somebody threaten his, threaten to put hands on him on your radio station, sir? Yeah. You think that's nice? I don't care. I don't care. If, if somebody disrespect my family, I don't give a fuck what somebody say about somebody else. I don't give a fuck. And that was the game. Shout out to the game. The good brother of the game. You talk about my family. You talk about my kids, my wife. And somebody comes on the station and have a problem with you, I don't care. I don't want to rehash mm -hmm. what was said. You know, I think that that, as Ms. Jones said in the interview, and I just want to, but what I what I do want to say is this. Let me close my laptop and talk to you real quick. Yep. This is how I know you take things too seriously. And, I, and I'm going to expose our conversation. Can I speak freely? Sure. <clears throat> when I told you that Star was a mentor to me and I look up to him, and you listen to me, and I asked you, would you forgive him? Mm -hmm. You told me no. Okay. You said I would not forgive him because my daughter, da da da. And you said that if it was me, I would have let it go. But you said it was, you said, you know, yeah, I think I, I, you and Miss Jones told me that, but you were very upset. Mm -hmm. And it was on my Maddie, right? Yeah, my Maddie. daughter Madison. Yeah. yeah. And my wife, up. Huh? And your wife. So, but what, <laughs> this is what got me. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I can tell you now because I, I was in your house, I was trapped by a door. Ask me. But you tried to buy. His home. Oh, you didn't think I know that, huh? That's facts. You you ain't think I know that. Mm -hmm. And I told you you going too far. Yes. Yeah. I told you envy you going too far. Correct. Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you did. Was I being a groupie? Like oh, e. then I said oh, e that's cool. I said e, what's what's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. And you told me that Miss Gear stopped you from purchasing a home. Because she stated that the money would go to him, right? Something like that you told me? Yep. That's what made me feel like you have a problem. No. E. I'm going to tell you why. E, this was years E. No, no, no. Because this is at the time when he e. was trying to sue me for $100 million. So he was trying to sue me. So, yes, I was good. Because allegedly, 
the house was going into foreclosure. So I was going to buy it, bulldoze it, and give it to the Goodwill. Yes, I was. Absolutely, positively. The reason I didn't is because my wife was like, if you buy it, you're giving him money to fight you. He's going to use your money to fight you on a case. That was the only reason I didn't. But you goddamn right I was going to buy that motherfucking crib to, and I was going to bulldoze it and give it to the Boys and Girls Club. But you tried to sue Goddamn right. You tried to sue him first, though. You, you sued I, him I, first. I, I didn't try to sue him no, first. You, didn't you, no, you didn't sue him, right? Mm. You sued You sued somebody, E. Who? Oh, E, don't, don't do that, E. Did you not sue? I, I, e, 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 we're not doing it. Okay, but, 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 but think about it like You this, can't what, really talk about so it. You can't talk about I it. I can't talk about anything. But what, okay, cool. But, but wouldn't it be crazy if the company... That I got into a, a contract with, fired him, and then hired me later. Wouldn't that be crazy? Mm. What do you mean? What company did it? What, 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 show, what show did he do? Well, I don't want to talk about I'm that. Just asking. What show you did? What mornings at where? At I don't power. want to talk about power. that. I don't want to talk about he that. The mornings at power. G, chill out. Stay out of this. Power, <laughs> power, power. Let him go. We took his job, and then hired me. And then I've been on that show longer than him. And the Breakfast Club got more influence than his show has. I think that's good enough. Get back, don't you? People say things. E. I'm just saying, isn't it? I'm not saying. And, it, the, and the influence it. is not just in the culture; it's also in encouraging people to buy real estate and homes, encouraging people mental health, encouraging people to be entrepreneurship. You tell me a motherfucker that's on radio besides the Breakfast Club that has encouraged people like that. Tell me one out of all the years you listen to radio. See, because we don't do it for the money. Yeah, I like cars and I got Lambos and Ferraris and all types of things. When you listen to that Breakfast Club, what do we encourage people to do and what do we teach people how to do? Listen to any, any show, night, mornings, afternoons. Who's done that for the culture? Who? who? Just, name, just name one. Who has I done can, that for the culture? I, can, I cannot. You can't because nobody, because we came from a different angle. People could talk about all the shit that Charlemagne does. He's encouraged a world of people to get mental health, That's learn mental health. You can talk about me all you want. Call me any type of name. But most people are looking to buy real estate because this little light-skinned nigga right here. That's a fact. You could talk about Angela Yee and whatever you like about it, don't. But the fact that she's an entrepreneur and owns multiple buildings, coffee shops, juice bars, and a tip nobody's been able to do that. So it ain't about the money with us. We done made our money. But now it's about helping the culture. And that's when I get upset when I see people on radio or do their job and they don't help. They don't pull nobody up. So when, I, when you talk about radio personalities that you think are great and you think that you love and they don't pull nobody on. Don't do that. They don't, don't pull do that nobody up. Don't throw shots at me like that. I, Listen, I'm, I'm, don't do that. I'm don't do that. When, not, you talk, when you talk I'm about, not, I'm not you judging talk about you, personalities, now you're judging me now. you could talk about anybody See, that you say me. that mentors you, but what really mentors me is when a nigga comes up to me and says, Envy, I bought my first home because I heard you. Envy, I went to this person because you helped me out. Envy, I appreciate you. You helped me with my marriage because of the book you wrote. That's what means the most to me. Don't throw shots at me. Pay attention. I love you. I ain't going to throw no shots at you. Listen to me. But I'm just telling you what it is. God teaches you to forgive. Now, I can't tell a man what to forgive or what not to. And I ask you this personally. Mm -hmm. You hold on to things... You do, and I'm not saying you shouldn't. I don't see, but that's the thing. Okay. I don't. I don't sit there with all these people' names on my door. But you know what I mean. But I don't when you mean ask that. me a question, I answer. 
I don't go home at night you, and I'm, I'm looking you, at my daughter like, yo, you remember that dude that snuffed me in third grade? I'm gonna get him back. I don't. But you answer with vigor. When I'm on third grade, when I'm on my my my, my five year old, we talking about dad. Can you teach me how to swim? And I'm like, sure, baby. But when you ask me, I'm gonna just tell you how I feel. True. Because at the end of the day, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I want them to know that. Like, there's a reason why I keep my page not on private. I want them to see how successful I am. I want them to see how successful my family is by doing it the right way. I don't have to hurt anybody. I don't have to talk of shit about nobody. I could have fucked this man's relationship up or fucked his character up. I don't have to do that. Right. I mean, you put even, me- even with even with you, Queens, like, like, if there's an opportunity and you need something, I try to be there. You put me when on. You again call me your E. I want to do an interview. All right, what day? Uh, what day you free? Monday. What time? 11, 12. I'm here. I try to help people. Even when you were looking at a crib and you were showing chill, me. Chill, chill. Right, let me say that myself. Right. <laughs> let me say that myself. Right. But I was there for you. Right? I didn't say, yo, go fuck yourself. I said, yo, what you need? You need a mortgage? Here's the mortgage guy. You need your credit fixed? Here's this. Did I or did I not? Let me say it myself. Let me say it myself. I, I, I don't take that from you. But I want to be a good friend if, I, if I, I don't understand how my friend think. I do understand how you think, but I just want to see. I feel like in the world of society, we must we, we must forgive. You're not a person that forgive too easy. Did your mentor go help you with any of that stuff? I consider him my mentor because I follow his ideology. <laughs> you didn't answer the question. I'm just answering the question. Did he help me with any of what? He well, helped any, me. Any, any, anything that we, we talked about. No. Okay. But but you can't make comparisons because the rapport is different. Everybody I look at as a mentor that I care about, look out for me. He looked out I for me. I can call Clue right now and I can say, Clue, yo, I'm fucked up. I need 30 grand. Can I hold it to next week? Matter of fact, let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. G, don't, don't pull it up. G. G, put the box back. It's raised it by itself. It's raised it by itself. Now he might he might not pick up. Let's see. If you talking, you know, I think it's I think it's wrong to try to. Don't pick up. Don't pick up. Damn, I not pick up. He must be in Miami, rolling loud. Don't pick up. Yeah, I ain't pick up. But oh, any man. but anybody that I consider a mentor. I can call, and, and I guarantee they won't even ask any questions because they're like my family. There's somebody I look up to that got me, and I help them, they got me. But that's how it is. But I can call Clue and ask him for whatever, and not a problem. But that's the type of relationship it is. We have to teach each other. We have to help each other. It's not just about flossing and what we did. If we can't pull each other up, especially in our community, it don't mean nothing. First of all, I, mm. I, did, I, did, I, did, I did. First of all, I consider my mentor because of what I learned from him. That's okay. Number, that's number one. Hold on, let me tell you. Cause you can't speak for me, E. Mm-hmm. I consider the things that you're bringing up. No, we didn't speak about those type of things, but the things that I was into as far as learning radio and business and certain clause and not trying to make the same mistakes and you know that's that I appreciated that knowledge. That's just me. That's good. You know what I mean? And and um, I don't have conversations with you about radio, nigga. I have a conversation with you about family and 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 real estate. You put me on. You put me on to the mortgage guy. You put me on to some people. I ain't gonna lie, nigga, but you can't force that out of me. I'm not forcing. You, you can't use the fact that I respect somebody. And, 
and, and, and use it against me to prove to prove a point. That's wrong. That is a tactic. That's no, wrong. I mean, that's what you did. That's what you did. It's just like that's wrong. Else. That's, a, that's that's abuse pe- of power. Some people respect everybody. Some people respect R. Kelly. Some people respect that. That doesn't make you less. You, of a did person. you not? Did you not once respect R. Kelly? I like R. Kelly's music, of course. Okay. Do you? But do, do you I respect you, him as a man? No. No. No way. Do you still like his music? His music is dope. Yes. I, but oh. I can separate the art, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because some of those songs are embedded in in my feelings of life. Like my first dance was stepping in the name of love with my daughter. Those are memories that I can never forget. See what I'm saying? Niggas like, graduated like, to I Believe I Can Fly. Like Cosby yeah. Show. The Cosby Show is the reason I went to Hampton. So people can sit there and say, oh, Cosby did this, I can't. No, but he is the reason why I even went to college. Because me growing up in Queens, I didn't see nobody around me that went to college. There was nobody that went to school. And if they did, they went to community college, two-year school. So me watching the Cosby Show inspired me to go to Hampton University. So yeah, people can say, oh, he did this, he did that, but... That art that he created influenced my life in a positive way. Same thing with R. Kelly. That art that he created, as fucked up as an individual as he is, created memories with my child. So those memories I can never forget. Got it. Well, I have, I have, I have memories too. I'm not mad at you. That, that are good memories that created, you know, uh, 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 that you know, <laughs> the cra- <laughs> about to turn up on the G. Turn, activate me. I'm gonna move on from this, but yeah. I don't know about a lot. I'm just gonna say that algorithm, different things, and just the knowledge that was bestowed upon me, I learned, and it helped me, and flip the script, and it helped me with numbers, and it helped me learn how to move. That's what I learned I and before. That. Before I, you know, and and I appreciate you respecting that. You said that to my face, and that's why I look at you different. I hold you different. You did not once try to. Did, you did tell me about the home thing, but you didn't try to diss him to me. This is the first time you even said that much. Yeah, no, today. I mean, I, I don't, I don't talk about certain things. I, you know, it's just certain things. I just you ask me, so I answer. But but I don't like the way I, you I, answer. I never, that. I, I, never, like, I, never hold, that I never hold it like I think about it every day. Just but when somebody asks me about it, I answer. I'm never, I'm never afraid to answer anything. But I will say this though, when it comes to the people that I care about, you know, I've gotten into more beef because of Clue than myself. And not because of anything but somebody saying something disrespectful about him. And I hold Clue to a high power because if it wasn't for him, I don't know where I would be. If any, like, and, and that's why I always give Clue his flowers. Because that's my brother. When I, I posted something, uh, I, I think like a week ago, I said if that, 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 that man could never go broke. I would have to go broke for him to go broke. He could never go broke. And no disrespectful to anybody out there. He would like, sometimes you see a DJ and... You know, during the pandemic, DJs were doing so many different things, right? Just trying to stay float, right? Some were doing Uber. Some were doing Uber Eats. Some were doing this, and I get it, and it is. But if you're a DJ and your big homie or the guy that taught you how to DJ did not help you out during that time and, and, he, and you helped him, that's a problem. Like, mm. I would put Clue on salary if I had to. That's how much I care about that brother. That's how much him putting me on I appreciate, and you don't get that. Same thing with Mono. Mono, he lives in Atlanta. That nigga called me for anything, I drop it and I head out there. Because those are relationships and things you can't get back. Because they didn't have to do that. They didn't. And that's what we should be doing as a culture, right? You like that? You like what he just said? Yeah. You know, I, I look up to Envy. How he moves and, you know what I'm saying? How stand-up guy he is and, you know, the whole DJ, you know. No, no no rapper or DJ should ever have to do when when they pass away have to do a GoFundMe to bury them. Like ain't that wild? 
That's like you're a rapper, you perform for all these people, a record label and this, that, and the other, and then they die, you got to create a GoFundMe to put you in a box? That's not wild. Why you said that? Why you you a DJ and, and you done played all these artists' records and they gotta, you got to do a GoFundMe to bury you? That's wild. That is wild. I can't look up to Envy? No? No. Oh, so I got to tell them, oh, don't you talk to my friend like that. Thank you. <laughs> tell him again. Don't you talk to my friend like that. What do you mean, look up to him? You said you looked up to him before. I'm about to tell you, stop that. I always did, man. He's cool. <laughs> you can't, can't give it to him yet. You can't give it to him yet. Mm. You said it prematurely. You can't yeah, give it to him. That don't count. That don't count. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so, so, how would you. So, go, sorry, yeah, G, you perform. You get it, bro. Sorry. What's your relationship with Star now? Like, if, if you was to see him oh, now. What? Uh, G, what? Why would you go there? G, no, please. Before we move on to the. Jeez. Nah, I mean, I've, I've never spoke to that, man. We never, never spoke had a to conversation. Please let it go, man. We never had a conversation. You know what but I mean? If, if, if you had a conversation. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm always open to a conversation. Got you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against the conversation. If if, if anybody I ever had problems with want to have a conversation with me, I'm cool with it. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's just where we go at the end of that conversation. Right. You know what I mean? If somebody feels they're wrong, they feel they're right, they can say this out. I'm not a dickhead, but, you know, it's like anything else. You feel one way, I feel another way. We could either agree to disagree and never fuck with each other again, or we could just agree and say, you know what, I was wrong, I was wrong. It, it, it depends, but you know, no, but I've never had a conversation with them, man. All right, so now you move forward from the start thing now. What? You said I can't ask a question? You that, man, you that dude, G. You know, you're my friend, man. Am I? Yeah, I like you. <laughs> I don't like him. You don't like him? <laughs> you deleting shit now? You deleting shit? I, I'm watching your notes. I said, yeah. As we talk during the show, I, t- I take shit off. You're professional. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so you 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 do that. Um, what what was the decision to leave Hot 97 to go to 105? Um, okay, so Clue had already left and went to Power. Why? Um, I don't know. That's a conversation you gotta have with Clue. I don't know. I don't know. You why know. He left. You know. You just don't want to answer. It might have been more money. It might have been more time to give him his own shift because Clue was only doing, I think, one night a week. So it's probably they gave him. A, they gave him a time. I don't. I don't know. But um, Power One Hundred Five was was grinding. Uh, they had Ed Lover in the morning. They had Malika Millet. They had Deja Vu. They had Clue. Um, and they were trying to skew younger. Uh, I didn't want to go to Power. I was trying to use Power as the 52 fake out to get a bigger position at Hot. At the time, I was only doing the newer two. And I'm like, I'm just not here to just play fucking 30 minutes of records, 25 minutes of records. I wanted a shift. But there was no shift. It was Siphon, Rosenberg in the morning. Uh, it was middays with, I believe, um, Snow. Uh, it wasn't even Sunny because they, 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 they let Sunny go. It was, um, damn, Dennis. Remember Dennis? Big Dennis. Big Dennis. Big Dennis. Big Dennis was doing middays. Angie Martinez doing afternoons, Flex, and then I think Overnights, I think was might have been Scoop. I'm not sure. And I wanted something more. I wanted something more. Give me middays. Give me nights. Give me something. I mean, afternoon, I mean, uh, overnights. Give me something. So I kind of went in there. I was like, yo. Now, Power was hollering at me. Um, but I was like, yo, Power's hollering at me. You know what I mean? If, if y'all can't give me something else, I, I got to go. And uh, Ebro was like, word? You going to leave the Yankees? And I'm like, yeah. He's the program director at the time. He was a program director at the time. And he was like, you going to leave here for that sinking ship? And I'm like, yeah. And he was like, all right, hold on. He called. He was like, it's nothing we could do. I was like, all right, I'm out. So I, but I already pre my locker. So all I did was grab my bag, 
And I remember I got downstairs and he was like, he called me back. He was like, yo, you really going to leave? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, Ebro, yeah. Hung up the phone and went over to Power 105. Now, mind you, I didn't plan this out. My plan was to, I'm going to leave. And you know how he'd be like, I'm going to leave. Oh, please don't go. We go. That didn't happen. So when I left, I didn't even have a contract in place. So I actually made less money at Power than I did at Hot. When I moved to Power, I think I probably made the minimum, after minimum, which was like $65,000 a year doing afternoons. And usually, if you listen to anybody on radio, that's what you make in a small market. So I was making no money. But, like I told the program director, Cadillac and uh, G-Spin, I was like, yo, y'all stuck me up for this year, these two years. I said, but please believe this third year, I'm going to stick y'all up. Because I knew what I had. I knew nobody had to grind like me. I knew nobody could just going to do three shows a night, be in the studio doing a... a, a, a an album, traveling, and making it for radio. I knew nobody was going to do that. So we started. I started doing the afternoons, and, and the afternoons and numbers were great. And then Caddy came to me and was like, yo, uh, we want to skew a little younger. Would you mind, would you want to do mornings? I was like, fuck no, I'm not doing no mornings. I ain't doing mornings no more. Nah. He was like, well, what if, what if we double your salary? I was like, it's not enough. I ain't doing it. Good. He's like, all right. He called me back. He was like, well, what about if you triple the salary? And I'm like, Fuck it. Let's do it. I'm like, who we, who we working with? He was like, Charlemagne. I'm like, nah. He's like, why not? I'm like, Charlemagne been fired four times. At this time, I had two kids. I said, I got two kids. I can't fuck with him. He was like, nah. He's changed. Talk to him. So I spoke to him on the phone, and it was good vibes. I was like, all right. I was like, all right, well, who else? He's like, Angela Yee. I'm like, nah. He's like, why not? I was like, well, she works at Sirius Satellite Radio. I said, she curses like a sailor. I said, we're going to bring her on here. She's going to see some wild shit. We're going to be fired. He's like, nah, trust me, we good. I said, all right. So it was like, well, we want to make it your show, DJ Envy in the morning. I said, nah. He said, why not? I said, well, a couple of reasons. I said, one, because if it fails, I can't go back to radio because now that's DJ Envy failing. I said, not only that, if we do it where all three of us have the same percentage, we all want to put the same effort in. So let's do it, all three of us, and create a name. And that's what we did. We came up with all different types of names. Illuminati in the morning, you name it. The Big Three, and then it was the Breakfast Club. It was almost the Big Three, because at the same time, that was when LeBron went to Miami. It was LeBron, Bosh, mm -hmm. and Dwayne Wade. So it became the Breakfast Club. And the rest is 13-year history. Wow. Why are you looking at me like that, Flip? Um... <clears throat> The Breakfast Club. Yes, sir. In the morning. Yeah. Charlemagne the God. Um, I have a couple of questions. Sure. <laughs> what you got for? Yeah, I'm gonna get him. What, what, get, get him now. Uh, yeah, you would get him now. You, you got something? You got something? Because easy, 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 easy on in. Hey, of course, first of all. But nah, but my, my question is online after the timeline. You know what I'm saying? So, Did you turn up? Yeah. Before you do that, I do want, I do want to highlight, uh, before we go to Power and all that, Hot 97, I definitely want to take the time to, you know, uh, shout you out again for, uh, shout me out on Hot 97, the whole Jason Fox record, Aunt Jackie, 
That was a big situation on hot before you get to the pilot. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Get, yeah, get him, get him. It's time. I'm gonna go to the timeline. So before we get to the power and all that stuff, I wanted to stop right there. And you know what I'm saying? Definitely give him his flowers for giving me my flowers back then. I uh, remember the party that we did. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about it or? Well, well, since since Flip wants to talk about <laughs> mentors. Um. Yeah. What's <laughs> so? One of the jobs when I told you I always grinded. I also worked at. I worked for Jermaine Dupree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my job for Jermaine Dupree was breaking artists. Uh, and we would run the clubs, whether it was Beanie Man, whether it was Bubba Sparks, whether it was uh, Killer Mike, uh, Janet Jackson. And he was like, yo, I want to sign somebody from New York. Um, and me b- being around the clubs, I thought back then when y'all were dancing in the chicken noodle soup era, I just thought that was dope for kids. Mm-hmm. So I brought Jermaine Dupree to On Jackie Record, which y'all, y'all all did. And um, most people tell me, like, when you, when, you, when you sign an artist, sign them to you. Sign them to you. I didn't want to do that. I didn't know what I was doing. I just wanted these kids to be heard. And I brought them to Jermaine Dupree, and Jermaine Dupree signed them to a deal. G-Money gave you that. Yeah, you get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so I did a party in, in Queens. I think it was Club Gamma at the time. Yep. The story of Queens. Um, the story's online, too. Envy definitely put it on the, um, a scenario had, had the behind the scenes for the I'm video shoot. Credit. Mm-hmm. Listen, man. This <laughs> so we played a party. Envy, Envy was the you know the the headline DJ. Um, he played before me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like probably one, two in the morning set. Went crazy. Played all of the hot records. I jumped on after him on the set. Started out with the light fee music. Played it on Jackie record. Envy was like, "Yo, what's what's, what's this?" I'm like, "Yo, Jake the Fox joint." Da 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 da. So I, I sent Envy the record the next day, and then he got them a deal. Jake the Fox got his joint on Jackie record. You know what I'm saying? Got him so, a deal. <laughs> and Def Jam hated on that record too. Is it a hated on it? Yeah, because it wasn't a typical Def Jam type of record. Right. It was, you know, Def Jam was more about lyrics and lyricists and this, that, and the other. But I didn't look at it like that. I looked at it as kids need records too, mm. and needed records that wasn't talking about drugs and guns. And at the time, that was like the Chicken Noodle Soup record and right. Ron Browse and all those. And I thought it would have been a good wave. For Def Jam, but they didn't—they didn't feel into the record, so they never pushed that record. So how did you bring them? Like, so, so you, you brought Jason Fox to Jermaine Dupree, like mm-hmm. you just—you called out Jason Fox and Brown. Yeah, so there. JD hired me at uh at the time it was Virgin Records, and then it moved to Def Jam. He hired me at Virgin Records uh, because I used to be out every night. Mm. And what I tell everybody all the time, and this is no disrespectful to anybody, but it's, it always sounds disrespectful when I say it. So back in the day, DJs weren't fly, right? Just think of Queen's Flip, right? Overweight, sweaty, black t-shirt. Now is it. Don't you talk about my... <laughs> like but, 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 but for real, that's how DJs were back then. If you think mm. of the, the DJs, right? Mm. Whether it's Mr. C or Flex or uh, SNS or Craig G or any, any one of those DJs back in the day, mm. DJs really didn't care. They came to get the party on. They were carrying crates and this, that, and the other. Me, I was different. I wanted to be fly. I wanted to be the fly DJ. While those DJs, whether it was Flex, Craig G, SNS, or, or whoever, they catered to the streets. I catered to the ladies. I wanted to be something different. So I was the fly one with the jewelry and the nice cars. Um, one time, we leaving the club, and I remember we all walking out, and my Bentley sitting there, brand new Bentley, white, red top, convertible. JD was like, yo, whose car is that? I hear him say it. I don't say nothing. Mm. So I, you know, I kind of, Rush out, boom, open the door so he could see me in it. Right. He stops me right there. He was like, 
it's your shit? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, you making this money by DJing? I'm like, yeah. He was like, damn, you out every night. I'm like, goddamn right. He's like, Yo, come to my office tomorrow. Came to his office. Mm. Hired me right there. It was like, I want you to help me work this. And we broke all those records. We broke them franchise boys. Everybody you could possibly, we broke. Mm. And that was all from, from JD having a, a, a great vision. And Aunt Jackie was one of the people. That's dope. That's dope. I mean, you know, to, to this day, people still notice me as like the get like DJ or that, you know, from, from that situation. You know what I'm saying? You was on mm-hmm. a Hot seven morning show. You shouted me out for, for breaking that record in the club that night. So I, you know, appreciate that. Did I ever ask you for anything for it? A dollar, a dime? Did I say, yo, give me cut? Did I ask any of them for it? Well, nah, what, that, that wasn't my record. I know, but, 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 but did I ask anybody for that? Nah. I, just, I did it out the kindness of my own heart. I, did it, I didn't ask for nothing. I did it for the culture. Just wanted you to know, throwing, Queens. throwing a lot of shots at me. <laughs> Why you did Red Cafe like that? Let's talk about it. Red is my brother. I love Red. Shout out to Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. The co-op. Huh? Mm-hmm. You thought I forgot about that? I was at mm-hmm. that video shoot. Mm-hmm. With Scenario, Fab. Mm. Huh? I was there. It's the last thing you spoke to Red Cafe. A long time ago. Mm, about a month ago. Really? Yeah. He had a new project. We were actually going to do the co-op too. So I still speak to Red. You know how I met Red? Heck, man. I, I wanted to catch Try him. Yeah, that man met Red. <laughs> Red's my brother, man. I had this in my mind all day. Like, but, yeah, shout out to Red Cafe. Yeah, well, how you met Red? Um, Sometimes you need, you need somebody to tell you you're going too far. I got into an incident in the street, and I didn't know who I was going up against. Mm. And um, Red pulled me to the side and told me to chill. And he told me what it was. And I'm sure you're going to ask me later on. So uh, when he told me that, I respected it because everybody else was telling me to go. And Red was the only one that said, nah, it's not worth it. And because of that, I was like, he's a good dude. And when I go past good dudes, I try to help. And I was like, I'm going to help Red. And I helped push Red's records. And then we did an album together. And Red's still my brother. So what was the street incident? Walking out of a club. Now, back then, allegedly, I would carry a tutu in my shoe, right? I used to call it the back nigga off off me, right? Just enough to get a nigga off of me, right? Two shots in that shit. I bought a new Range Rover. And I drove, every time I bought a new car, I would drive to Queens to show my pops. So I had the, uh, the gun in the windows, uh, in, the, uh, in between the, uh, the sunroof. So my dad's looking at the Range Rover. He's like, oh, my God, this car is nice. He pulls up the sunroof. The gun falls. Boom. And he's like, yo, what's this? And I'm like, look, Pop, I'm DJing parties. He was like, yeah, but you go to jail for this. And I'm like, I'd rather go to jail than lose my life. So we got into a big argument about it. That night we got into an argument. I was like, you know what? Let me take this gun home. Took the gun home. It was a bigger gun. Took the gun home. And I took the little gun. Put the little gun in my shoe. Go do this party. I'm DJing this party. I walk out, and there's two dudes walking up the street. They dressed up, like dressed up, like to the T, all white. I see them walking towards me. I'm with three dudes. I'm with two dudes, two dudes. They on the other side of the Range Rover. I'm on the driver's side of the Range Rover. They walking up to me. I'm thinking they want an autograph. They dressed up nice, all white. I'm like, oh, they want an autograph. Back then, there was no, nobody taking no selfie with you. You want no selfie. Nigga was like, yo, give me a chain. Dressed up, all white. I'm like, so I'm like, okay. So now my dudes, they're on the other side of the car. They don't see what's going on. They talking, they don't see. 
So now I'm talking loud, like, huh? What? Yo, give me a fucking chain. Huh? What? So now my dudes see. So my dudes come around. So my dudes come around, nigga back out the gun. gun. So I take my chain off and I try to throw it on the building. Stupid shit. Should have gave it away. Should have just gave it up, but didn't. When I go to throw the chain, dude hits my hand. The chain falls under the car. Yo, where the fuck is the chain? One dude stood up. One dude ran. Right? Dude says, oh, the chain go right there. Picks up the chain. Takes off a shot. Bow! Shoots at me. They running out the block with, the, with my chain. We chase him. Get into a high-speed chase in New York. They crash. One runs right. One runs left. We chase the driver. Now, mind you, the driver, uh, he's from Brooklyn. He had just won lotto like a week before and won like 80 grand in lotto, 100 grand in lotto. Catch him. We detain him. It's my cop words. My dad's a police officer. We detain him and hold him until the police come. Put the mic down in your face. Cover your face. I want to see your face. Turn the mic down. He was in a coma for, I think, two weeks. He was in a coma for two weeks. Huh? Just get radio guy. Uh, he was in a coma for two weeks. And um, when he came home, he said I robbed him and took his watch. Anyway, long story short, the dudes that allegedly set it up was from Brooklyn. And so you know how I am. If you come at me, I'm ready for all-out war. But that wasn't the fight I would have wanted. He was too connected, too... He was a street dude that it would have went all bad. So um, Red Cafe heard and came and told me to chill, told me what it was, and I respected Red for that ever since. Did you ever spoke to the dude that chatted up? You ever yeah. spoke to him? Okay. Yeah, he, um, he actually died, though. He got killed in a club. But before that, we spoke. I had nothing to do with that, nothing to do with me. Um, but we did speak. You know, We squashed everything, and we actually became cool. Like, I remember him calling me, asking for tickets to see uh, Kanye was performing. We actually became, I wouldn't say cool, but cordial. But, uh, yeah, he was, uh, I think he, he was killed a couple of years later in the club. Mm. But Red was the one that, because it could have it got, I wasn't prepared for that. And like, <coughs> like, Red's whole thing was, you can't go, you can't be a civilian and go to war with a street person. And the reason being is, he knows where you at all the time. He knows what time you go to the radio. He knows what time you go to the gym. He knows what time you go to the clubs. He knows it. You saw on social media. That wouldn't make sense. And he was the one that uh, put me on to that. And I just always respected Red for that. At the time, though, you, you and Red were already cool or you, you met him? Nah, I didn't know Red. I mean, we was all out in the streets. So we would just pass and, you know, you, you, you see everybody. You, right. Like, this is when rappers were out. So you would see Red. You would see Mano. You would see Jay. You would see Buster. You would see everybody in and out. Mm. So that's what that was. I heard it. Um, why is somebody always trying to rob you? Let's talk about that. Um, honestly, yeah, because I look sweet. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. First of all, niggas always think light skinned niggas is sweet. Second of all, I'm on a radio station. I'm joking and laughing all day. Third of all, yeah, niggas probably think I'm sweet. 
How much time? Goddamn right. How much time there was a, you, you got robbed on the attempt? You talk to any light skinned nigga that come from the hood, they say they fought more let's than anybody about, else. Let's, because let's, talk of that. You, let's talk about you. Let's talk about you. Stop complaining. Don't make it a big deal. This, this nigga think I'm sweet. <laughs> I don't, nah, I, I got a lot of respect for you. I got a lot of love for you. But at the same time, I did hear that somebody tried to rob you on the highway or shoot at you on the highway. Try to carjack me, yeah. Well, the Huston River? You was on the Huston? You left, I, I don't know if I can say this, man. I don't, don't get me to snitching, but you let shots off on the highway. I let what? You let shots off on the highway. That's what you heard? You know I heard that. I spoke to you about it this morning. If you heard it, you heard it. <laughs> was it an illegal firearm? You're not allowed to carry guns in New York City. So if anything happened in New York City, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Can you tell me that incident that alleged... Allegedly happened. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I just guess. hypothetical. Just hypothetical. Tell me a hypothetical of what would have happened. Like you're driving the highway, you have a confusion. I mean, let's, let's, I mean, if if I'm if anybody's driving down the highway and somebody tries to rob them at gunpoint and they have a firearm, they're gonna shoot back. Correct. But how can somebody rob you while driving? See, you getting your stories messed up, but. It's two different stories. Ah, you know the story I want to know. Because the one that you're talking is the one that the two dudes that just tried to rob me. That's where that happened. When the, you, the other story, the carjacking was something different. Oh, when the guy ended up in the coma. <laughs> you messed up the stories. The coma is the one which you're that's talking about right now that the shooting allegedly that's happened what I'm saying. on the highway. That's what I'm saying. So, 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 that's what I'm talking about. Let's, let's go back. Because you said, when mm-hmm. you told me I messed it up. I said, I said I, uh-huh. we did a high-speed chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not what I heard. What you heard? Was, was did anything have to do with the Hudson? Hudson River? Yes, it was by the Hudson River. Why? Ooh! <laughs> there you go. Oh man! Round of applause. The Hudson Man, Mister. <laughs> the Hudson Man. He's the Hudson Man. Da, 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 da. That's not even the song. <laughs> I don't care. I'm remixing. Who he think he is? <laughs> I, I said, what? The it River wasn't the Hudson fire. River. Now I'll explain allegedly because I don't know what you're talking about, but I know what you're talking about. There you go. Allegedly, when that incident happened and that man was detained, there was a gun in the sewer by the Hudson River. Yes. And they pulled that gun out of the sewer. There was, thank God, there was no fingerprints or anything on that gun to lead that gun to anybody, but that's what you're talking about. I am. Mm-hmm. So people think you're sweet and they try to rob you. I am sweet. I don't want to be The robbed. Hudson Man. That's your new thing. <laughs> it went down. The Hudson Man. He's Hudson. This guy really did his homework. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's funny. That's, that's good. That's good. Yeah, you, yeah. I'm just saying. But, but and that's not the only, real quick, they also robbed your home before. Right. So the carjacking thing you're talking about was, I was leaving a club club that I actually bought, but I was leaving a club. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have security. Um, but what security used to do was they would put me in my car and then follow me on the, on the highway. And then once I got on the highway, they would veer off to where they lived and I would head to the city. Uh, this night, they veered off, car comes up behind me, puts a police light on top of the car. When they put a police light on top of the car, I'm in my Rolls Royce Wraith, my blue Rolls Royce Wraith. Um, I see it, and it just—it looks. I'm gonna tell you why I said that, but it looked kind of crazy, looked kind of odd. And the reason it looked odd is because it looked more like a firefighter light than a police light, right? Police light is blue and red in New York and New Jersey. Firelight is only blue, so it was only blue. 
So they, they behind me, like trying to get me to pull over. So I'm like, mm, this don't feel right. So I pull over a little bit just to slow up. And right when I'm pulling over, they run into the back of me. When they run into the back of me, I take off. They take off. So now they're chasing me down the highway. So now I'm thinking to myself, and this is just the way I am. And I have to, and I t tell my kids, and I tell myself I can't think like this anymore. When somebody's after me, I want to know why. If it's a random, I take it all day. But now when I feel like somebody set me up, I will not sleep if I don't know why. So what I did was I said, all right, they chased me. And I said, I'm going to go through easy pass. The reason I'm going to go through easy pass is if I go through easy pass and I pull the easy pass down and I slow down, easy pass takes a picture. That's what happened. Easy pass took a picture. So we went through easy pass. So when we go through easy pass, I stop on the highway. They come in front of me because they break. Now they hop out the car. I put the car in reverse. Now I'm backing up on the highway like the Biggie video. They're running, shooting at my car. Um, I realized a couple things that day. That cars only go 30 miles per hour backwards. I didn't know that. I never tried until that day. Only go 30 miles an hour. Um, two, um, the Rolls Royce race tires, it can take up to like a certain amount of pressure because one of the bullets hit the tire and the tire didn't flatten. So they hit the car four times. Uh, I drove down the highway backward. They took off. They caught the kids. They did seven years. They caught them because the picture of the easy pass was able to get the plate of the car. And these kids were carjacking people with their mom's car. So it took the plate, got the picture, and they were arrested. The reason I talk about the, you know, what it was in Rolls Royce Wraith is because if I would have been driving any car, they would have shot out that tire and would have caught me that night. But because I was in that car, they weren't able to catch me. Do you forgive them? No. Yeah. 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 I'm going to tell you why. Even the dudes, you know, that, that somebody tried to rob my house and this, that, and the other. A lot of those are 17-year-old kids, 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds that know no better. Right? Because we are a product of our environments. Let's say he's the big homie right there and he sends a 17-year-old to go steal a car. You're going to get that kid $3,000. For a 17-year-old kid, 16-year-old kid, 18-year-old kid from the hood, $3,000 is everything. They're looking at it like, oh, I'm just going to take that car. Or oh, I'm just going to take that jewelry. Nobody in there. I get it and I understand. But now him being a grown man, I don't respect him. But those kids, I get it because we were all young and dumb and did some stupid shit that we regret. That's why I continue to try to teach these kids differently and be like, you don't want to go to jail. I'd rather you do something like my biggest thing is teaching these kids how to flip houses, have tenants. The same money you make on the street. Buy a house, rent it out. You never got to do nothing shiesty again. You get your money the first to the fifth, the fifth every month. But that's my reasoning of doing it. So do I forgive those kids? Absolutely. They're young kids. They're young, dumb. We all did young, dumb, <clears throat> stupid shit. That's why you don't send them some money. I don't know them. You know them. They, got, they went to jail because they tried to rob you. I don't, I don't know who they are. They got caught. I didn't, I didn't have to testify. They got caught. Their mom, they used their mom's car. They didn't have to. Let me ask you a question. Ask me. I will. You are a man. You double Dutch a lot. Let me tell you what I mean. Go. You in some street shit, then you let the police do their job. You in some street shit, then you let the... I got a headache. I'm mm -hmm. dizzy. 
if you're going to teaching is good, heard some street shit about you. But you then, I'm good. but then, somebody gets locked up for messing with you. Mm -hmm. So, 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 what is that called? Isn't that is that a cheat code? No, I, up I, down, I, up down, ABBA start. I, I'll tell you exactly what it is. I'm not a street dude. I've never sold no drugs. I never sold crack. I never shot a nigga that didn't deserve it. Huh? Huh? I never, I never shot at anybody that didn't deserve it. Allegedly. But I will say this: at the end of the day. My whole goal is to make it home to my kids. No so if you say you're a street dude, I ain't no street dude. No, I'm not at all. I'm a dude. Yes. If when I used to carry a gun, it wasn't because I was a street dude. I wasn't showing off my gun and this, that, and the other. No, I want to make it home to my family. Respect. Respect. And you can't knock a nigga for that. You're right. E. So when somebody says, oh, you want to play street dude? No, I'm never a street dude. Nowhere near it. I've never claimed to be. Do I know street dudes? All day. Am I a street dude? Fuck no. If you got something illegal in my car, yo, get the fuck out. I got six kids. I need to get back home. You'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by six. There you go. Perfect example. How do you meet my cousin Webb? <laughs> ain't your cousin. He said that ain't your cousin. Who said that? He said that. He never told you that. Call him now. I can't. You ain't got his number. I do have his number. Are you crazy? Webb is, uh, I mean, we all from Queens. I love Webb. And I think Webb, if, if you don't know who Webb is, how do, how, how, do you, how do you talk about who Webb is on here? I'm just curious how you mention it. I say I'm from the Webb and Nitty era. Webb is a, is a retired street dude. I say that. that uh, let's put respect. Let's, let's, be, let's, be, let's be cautious. What? Let's just, let's just be careful. That's what I said. Retired street dude. Okay, okay. That um, is my brother. And when I say my brother, he, I think he respected the fact that I grinded and I worked hard and I didn't ask anybody for nothing. If you don't know Webb, Webb was the one that found Joe Button and signed Joe Button. Uh, Webb was the one that ha helped uh, stack bundles and Clue and Fab and Skane and Desert Storm. He was that guy. He was, he was I, want to, I don't even want to say the muscle because it was love. Muscle is you have to pay. Webb never asked a dollar from anybody. And so when also, I ever got Nikki, into a prop. He showed, showed Nikki a lot of love. Yeah, yeah, he showed Nikki a lot of love too. When she was Nikki Mirage. Yep. Yeah, when you got into a problem, sorry. For and um, Webb was one of the dudes that just wanted to see me win. I never had to call Webb for nothing, but if he heard something, he would call somebody immediately and say, yo, if you fuck with that little light-skinned nigga, I'm gonna, you're going to have a problem with me. And because of that, me, Clue, and a host of others were always clear in New York. We never had a problem in New York. Never had a problem in New York. You shot him out when he got that, uh, that new Benz. I shot Webb out all the time. I seen him when he just got home um, like six months ago when he you just did the thing. I know you went down there. I, know. I, went, I, I went down I there to call. see him. Yeah, I got the call. I'm down there to see him. Yeah, yeah, I know. Nitty is different. We can never see him. I see Nitty too. You ain't seen Nitty him. Nitty was there. Nitty was, was actually I there. Heard he was in. I was mad about that. Nitty I was there. I, I told him I didn't like that because it's hard for me to see him, but you saw him easy. Yeah, Nitty was there, man. I love those brothers. Those brothers are good brothers. They're good man. brothers, yeah. Webb <clears throat> Web influenced me because, you know, being careful, just the lifestyle that was around that environment. He encouraged me to like be your own boss. Mm -hmm. He didn't want me to be around certain type of things, mm -hmm. even when I tried. And that that says something to me. Like when you become successful in your category or whatever I'm doing, it means something to the people that believe in you or that encourage you to do it. Yeah, Webb didn't give a fuck, and he was he was one of them. I seen Webb jump in a police car one day. <coughs> do what? Jumped in a police car. Uh, we was on a corner doing something, 
and the police were fucking with us. And the police officer was like, I'll take you to jail. And Webb was like, what? Dove in the police car, take me now. Take me now. I'm hungry. I want to eat there now. The cop was like, whoa, whoa, get out. No, no, you threatening me. Take me to, I'll go to jail. Let's go. I was like, whoa, Webb is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, they, so the police actually had to take him out the police car because he, he was like, he was like, they're about to serve lunch. Fuck it. Like that's, that's how crazy Webb was. Yeah, Webb, Webb, Webb. And, Web. and, and I love him to this day for that. Shout out to Webb. Um, let's, let's move forward a little bit. You said something about DJs. Yes, sir. How you love the DJs and all that stuff. I do, man. I love my DJs. But didn't you make fun of a legendary DJ on your show that caused a domino effect? Yes. You, you talking about Mr. C? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean we we that was Charlemagne gave him donkey today, and yes, he was. The Do you topic, think that was nice? The topic of a lot of conversations, but nah. But Mr. C is is somebody that he got those jokes, just like I get those jokes when when I do something stupid. Just like other people do those jokes when he when he do something stupid. Nobody talked about C or, or what he liked or what he didn't like. It was the fact that it was topical. He got caught. We made fun of it, just like. Stupid shit that I do, people make fun of. I can't be mad at that. Isn't that hypocritical? Mm. You gave a speech about being a DJ and shout out to Charlemagne, mm -hmm. one of the greats. Mm -hmm. What he do for the culture, podcasts and everything. Yep, yep, yep. But still, at the same time, you sat there mm -hmm. and chose a coworker over your principal wishes, protecting and helping. The you are a hypocrite, sir. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, look. Be honest, right? Keep it real. <clears throat> yeah, I, I want to take it out of Mr. C. Pause. Um, what you mean you want to take? See, that's I'm, what I'm saying. Take it out. Oh no, no. Because the reason I'm saying is, is let's say I got caught with a transgender. Let's just say, right? See why you got to give that example? Cause, no, because I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I, this is what I'm talking about. Uh, These uh, uh, minute 105.1 shots. Me, 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 Mr. C is cool. So we we could take it out of that. And I'm not saying that to 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 bring it up with him. Let's say I got got caught cheating. Caught with a gay man. Let's say that, right? Let's say I got caught with a gay man, right? Whatever it may be. Let's say you see me pants down with a gay man, hey, right? <laughs> Look at you laughing right now. You're going to make fun of me, and, and it's deserved. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yes, you are. No, everybody, I'm not, everybody is. I consider that's, you a friend. But that's how, that's how it is. Like, Oh, see? That's picking and choosing. It's not. Look, all right, Clue got into an incident, right? We made fun of Clue. I knew it wasn't true, but we made fun of him still. And he was mad. On the air? Yeah, he was mad. And I get it. I understand why he was mad. But he got those jokes, just like I get those jokes. Now And you had I, to apologize to I him. apologize to Clue. I apologize to Mr. C. You did? Yeah, absolutely. That's real. You did you mm -hmm. face yeah, I did. You got on the phone and I called him. You sure? I called him. Absolutely. Ask him. I will. Ask him. I will. Ask him. <laughs> Me and Mr. C got something big. Hopefully that it happens with Fifty, but we'll, I'm sure when when it, when the time is right, he'll talk about it. Mm. Why you be hating on me and Fifty? What? You know what I said? I've been telling you for a while. I said you're not gonna speak to Fifty. You know, you actually when you when I first came around, you said you go with Fifty. Like you try to press me about Fifty. I told no, you. I asked like, if you go with Fifty because Five is my guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said I am. Say, so why am I hating on you and Fifty? Just making sure. Nah, you a fifth good in my book. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah, you asked me. I just didn't like that way you pressed me that time at your crit. Like I felt like I, I felt, 
I felt like look, uh, claustrophobic. Look, 50 is certain people that, that if they got problems with my people, I want to know why. Because if I can fix it, I try to fix it. If I can't, I can't. 50 is, is a guy that if I call 50 right now and say, yo, Fifth, I got an idea for a show. I want to skydive off of 42nd Street. And 50 going to be like, all right, I'll fund it. He's that type of individual. Or he going to be like, Envy, you're bugging, you stupid. He's that individual. Any beef that you ever heard on radio and 50 felt like it went too left, 50 called the artist and be like, Envy's my guy, just, just, just so you know. He's that type of individual and never, ever told me that he called anybody. He's that type of guy. So because of that, when it comes to Fifth, that's my brother. I don't, I don't play games with him. Why you had his car for so long? Uh, 50 got nine cars and does not give a fuck about any of those cars. I had his Lambo in my house. You've seen it in uh, fucking a year and why, a half. Why, why, you brought it, why you brought that up? And it only has 800 miles on it. Because he gave it to He let me hold it for the car show. So I just hold his cars for the car show. I actually brought it back when I, when I brought it to Houston. I dropped it off at his Houston crib and I just took another car. Um, <clears throat> We're going to get to 50 in a little bit. You, I want G, G, I want G to ask this. G got a question for you. But let's go down memory lane. Okay, let's go down memory lane. You got caught. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't you make fun of my friend Envy like that. Yo! Gee, yeah, 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 scratch your chin, scratch your chin. I didn't get caught, I told him myself, but go ahead. See, oh, come on. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> and I want to say I'm very impressed with your equipment because usually when people have podcast equipment, every 30 minutes they got to restart the cameras and here you have it. So I'm really impressed, but go ahead. <laughs> you know. It's so funny. You told on yourself. I did. Tell me why. Bring me down. Close my eyes. Bring me down there. Uh, my wife says she heard something that she really didn't hear. She just had a feeling. And she approached me and I told her myself. Confess. Let me say, shout out to Miss Gia, man. Wonderful, wonderful person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very nice to me. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I was running around with my shirt off looking crazy. The woman is a nice woman. Class act. Class act. So she and I have a lot of respect for her. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a skit and the thing in the house in the bathroom, it's like a little mirror. Yeah, you know, the bathroom I got electrocuted in because he he let me get electrocuted in his bathroom. <laughs> the water was electrocuted was 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 shocking, <laughs> and we was arguing about it. And she reminded me of my wife because she's like that. Like, but the thing wasn't closed and like it was open at the bottom. Like a glass that's covering like a, a heater area or something like that, but it's mm-hmm. it's a cover but a mirror in front of it. So she's telling him, "Man, don't you know video like that? Or you know, you got to fix that. You know, how does that look?" And my man pulled, the, you know, he had his little suit on. He pulled it up, and he went. And just the connection and the understanding between them two, you know, was dope. And and, and she was down with the video and something. Like I got a lot of respect, man. Shout out to Miss Gear. But at the same time, man, you got caught. But you told on yourself. Yeah. Violated. I did. Real life, real love. Mm-hmm. And then let you tell it. When you got exposed, you stopped cheating a long time ago. Mm-hmm. 
Can you explain that part? That confuses me a little bit. All right. Well, water, well, one thing I would say is, um, why you want to drink my water? I got my water right there for you, but I we'll talk oh. about that later. Uh, one thing I would say is, in this in this industry, you got to realize that people look for your downfall to use against you. Um, I stopped playing, and I stopped playing because one, I didn't, I didn't want to. Became a man, no longer a boy where I thought I had to do something, no longer had the insecurities, and I was good. We were uh, expecting another child. My wife was pregnant. Um, and then, I think it was Flex. I think Flex might have did an interview and brought it out to the light. Um, and anybody will ever tell you, if you get into a situation in your crib, and it's in your crib, it's handled differently. Because now it's me and you. Right? Or, no matter what it is. But now, if it's handled publicly, it's different. Because now she's going to say something, she's going to leave a comment, he's going to leave a comment, he's going to leave a comment, and now it's something that keeps going on. Made the situation ten times worse. But it was actually good. And the reason that it was so good was because... It really gave myself and me and my wife a chance to talk and to talk about everything from the beginning of our relationship. A lot of times we're together with somebody, somebody so long, and there's certain things that you don't talk about. You don't talk about insecurities. You don't talk about things that bother. You don't talk about what certain meanings of things mean, right? I always used to say I love my wife, but I couldn't love my wife because I didn't know what the word love actually meant. Because if I loved, I wouldn't have cheated on her. If I loved, I wouldn't lie to her. If I loved, I wouldn't be deceiving. So my bitch ass didn't know any of those things. I'm following the industry. I'm following what I see in videos. I'm following what I see in the club. I think that shit is cool. I thought that shit was dope. Chicks in my section and me. I thought that shit was cool. That's what I was raised on, right? That's what I seen in the videos. That's what my boys did. That's what my cousins did. That's what that... But then you realize it's not. And for me, I almost lost the best thing that was ever there for me. That's not there for the money. That doesn't give a fuck if I'm broke or not. That every night's going to rub my back and encourage me to do better. Encourage me to work harder. All because of that. It's one of those things that it helped, but it did help my relationship. It made my relationship a lot stronger and a lot better. Why did you cheat, E? Um, many different reasons. But nobody asked you that before? Absolutely. And I answered in the book, but I know I, don't. I answered in the book. Well, don't that's, plug your book. But like I, that. I, I, but, let me plug but, it myself. But I'll be honest. But that's that's why I wrote the book. So I don't have no. so I don't have to answer that question no more. Because it's 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 the thing that everybody likes to talk about. Why? And like when I say because you could, people don't understand why. Because I was insecure. Because I felt the way. People don't understand that. When I say I could. When you're a nigga from Queens that came up from Queens and had glasses, braces, and looked nerdy and never had a, a chick in your life, and then all of a sudden, you go to the club and all the girls that you see in videos are coming at you, it's different. You know what I mean? When you're in a relationship and things feel funny in your relationship because, you know, we talk about it in, in the book where sure. my wife couldn't have an orgasm for me sexually for a long time. So when it came to it, when she told me, I was fucked up. Because here, here, you know, I'm my wife at that time, 10 years, I'm thinking I'm pleasing her, and I'm not. That shit fucks with you. 
that's not an excuse, but these are the reasons that led up to it. Got it. You know what I mean? So, so people ask, well, why did you talk about it in the book? Because I don't care. I mean, me and my wife, we fixed that 10 years ago. But I did it because if I tell you how many women hit me and say, yo, I'm glad you talk about it because my husband thinks he's putting it down and I have an orgasm. How many dudes hit me and be like, yo, bro, how do you make your wife orgasm now? Now, I'm not having a class where I'm teaching niggas how to do it, but it opens up the conversation. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever faked an orgasm? Yes. How many times? It's complicated. You see what I'm saying? Yo, yo. Why you asking that question? But I'm going to be honest. Yo, boundaries. She's the woman in the room, but I'm going to tell you why. I didn't ask who. I didn't ask her to get in death, but the reason I'm saying that is because she's done it before. And I'm sure she's probably dated a guy that thought that he was putting it in. Mm. And she probably was like, oh, my gosh, this nigga again. But hopefully, she said years ago. But hopefully, this opens up conversations to, at that time, this would have opened up a conversation and be like, yo, this is where Envy's relationship was about. Let's have this conversation. And maybe it could have fixed their relationship. It could have fixed their problems. Mad women, mad women fake. Like, I would say 70, 80% of women fake. But... We don't talk about it because we think we mandingo. We think we putting it down. So all the dudes that made fun of me and laugh, I probably guarantee that their wife has faked it a couple of times on them. Honestly. But mm. opening the book was a reason that we did it so we can so we can start those conversations and help people in their marriage. The fuck you looking at? <laughs> Scott likes to have awkward stares. I know. Yo, so the, the the whole the whole cheating scandal, right? Um, he his best friend kind of helped afterwards, help uh, along with you know everything you did. You apologized on the air publicly, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I saw online that he his friend helped and Tyrese also helped out. Yep. When you want to tell that story? Yeah. So um, when it happened, I was fucked up, right? Uh, at the time, I was doing MTV two. I lost my MTV two job. I just couldn't go to work. I wasn't focused. I lost my uh, serious radio job, couldn't focus. Um, and Power, the breakfast club at the time, I couldn't do my show. Like I was sleeping, I wasn't doing breaks, I was taking days off. Because at that time, nothing mattered. So when I apologized on air, Tyrese was in town. Mm. Tyrese heard me apologize. I didn't know Tyrese. And he was like, yo, I heard your story. And he said, God sent me to help. Wow. And from there... Got to read the book. He came and right, right, right. he really put his arm around us and and helped us out. So you didn't know what you, you and Tyrese haven't met yet. I know you've been around industry. You, you didn't nah, meet Tyrese. Nah, we probably said what's up and probably you know he probably been to the Breakfast Club maybe before, but we didn't know each other. I didn't have his number. We never spoke. Had a long right, right. a long conversation or nothing like that. Okay. So he wanted to sit down over there and oh. he stood there for that. Like you can wave your hand. You okay? Damn man, I'm just re I just read the message. I thought to tell G something. We you know. Yeah. You understand that, right? With shirt kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. no. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you want to go now? You ain't sure? You good. You sure? Have a seat, man. <laughs> okay, all right. You have a time. Okay. I just said, you know. Um. You... Are a nice guy, thank you. But you do get into a lot of trouble because of some, because of others. Sometimes. 
Um, I heard I was listening to um. Well, I didn't shout out to Math Hoffa. Um, <clears throat> great podcast got going on. Shout out to Math putting in the work. Stoke, I'm saying. Um, Onyx was up there and said you guys took down the interview. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really don't know. It wasn't Onyx. It was when uh, Sticky and Fredro came up. That's the only time they ever been up there. Is that not Onyx? Oh, Onyx. What's, what's well, Onyx is three members. I thought it was four. Well, four members. Yeah, actually four members. Yeah, but uh, when Sticky and Fredro came up today, I think they did an interview. I don't even know if if it was pulled down. I don't. I I didn't pull it down. I don't think Charlemagne pulled that one down. I think I think on Mav Show, if I'm not mistaken, in the title, it said the Breakfast Club took down our interviews. Really? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. There was no reason for me to take it down. I didn't have no problem with Sticky and or Fredro. And I think Charlemagne, um, I mean, that, that clip went viral. So I don't really think. We, we took a picture after. So it wasn't no problems, no beef. So I, I don't know why we're taking it down. Maybe that's a Charlemagne call. Maybe he wanted it down. But I don't, we usually have a conversation when anything goes, gets taken down. But that wasn't it. And actually, Onyx was going to come up before they did the last verses with Cypress Hill. They were going to come up, but we went on vacation. So I don't know. There was, there's no problem. Like, they, they're queens, so I respect Fredro and Sticky all day long. Well, give me a second. This guy is actually doing research while the interview is going on. He does it sometimes. <laughs> Gotta love this podcast. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Just seeing something. Okay. I didn't see what I wanted to see. I thought, okay. Give is he there? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Take your time. Just want to double check something. Well, fine. Okay. Is it there? It said, no, no, I can't find it right now. Oh, if you type in, if you type in Onyx Breakfast Club, see if it pops up. That's the best way to do it. No, it's not up there. <laughs> no, nah, I see it on World Star, but no, nah, I don't see it either. Oh, <laughs> yeah, nah, but we—I didn't take it down. Yeah, 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 I got no world. I got no reason to. I don't have no problems with them. What videos did you take down? Let's talk about it. Uh, because we know the only you- the only interviews that we would ever take down, and I think it might have been two, and I'm not gonna say no names, and people could do the research. If we feel like people are are, are being a false prophet. Meaning that uh, they're doing something that we don't necessarily agree with, we'll take it down. Hmm. Why you can't say the names? Because I don't like being sued. You can be sued for this? Yeah, you can be sued for anything. For saying the name of a video you took down? I didn't take anything down, but videos that were taken down, I know two of them, that was probably for people being a false prophet. Meaning you come on our show and you say you can do something and you can't do we never want to leave somebody up where somebody can watch and feel like we are actually telling people or solidifying that person where people actually go to them. So, for instance, if I say that you're a healer and you say you can heal cancer and I put you on the show and people believe that because you're on our show, mm. we would never want to leave that on there for, to give people a, the wrong understanding. That's, that's with anybody. And you can't say no names? Mm-mm. What's the, the second interview you took down? Um, the only the second interview was Choke No Joke. 
And him and Charlamagne got a long standing beef. I mean, I just I feel he's a lame and a sucker, but outside of that, him oh, and Charlamagne have God, a, here we go. a long standing beef. I mean, that's that's their stuff. I just don't like the stuff that he does. I think he does a lot of sucker shit. I heard allegedly that you grabbed him at Tyrese's house. You heard that allegedly? Yeah, I don't know if that's true. You know what I mean? Because some like people like to toot their own horns, but I heard something like that. I heard that you tried to mm, grab him, mm. tried to assault him. You were extremely aggressive. Um, can you tell me why would you do something like that as a man of God, as a man of honor, and as a family man? That man did not cross any lines. As far as disrespecting your family, why would you put your hands on him? Allegedly. I, I was at Tyree's house. SNS was DJing. It was dope pack, man. It was a dope party. Everybody was chilling. Tyrese was up in the balcony smoking hookah. That was a dope party. You remember Coke? No, I, I, I remember Choke No Joke, though. Remember, you remember Coke, Coke the rap, my rapper? Like you yeah, said, yeah, I remember him. Coke yeah. was there with me. Coke was there with me. It was dope. I think I did see him that day, and I think we had a, a, an aggressive conversation. I, yeah. What did he say to trigger an aggressive conversation from you? I just don't like when people do sucker shit sometimes. And when they do sucker shit, I just like to have a conversation. I'm, not, I'm the type of person that don't back away from a conversation or anything. If I feel a way, I'm going to tell you. And it is what it is from there. And that's for everything. That's if, if, if you see it on a breakfast club, whether it was is a conversation with me and DJ Drama or a conversation with Jesus and Mero or a conversation with Dame Dash. If it's something that I don't like, I need to have a, we need to have a conversation about it. And, you know, we, after the conversation, it's a conversation. And we just happened to see him in person and we had a conversation. Did he apologize in person? Yes. How long did it take for him to backtrack? Everybody backtracks, right? Did he try to sue you? No, he didn't try to sue me. Did you Did you physically touch him? No. What are you, a police officer? I just want to make sure, man. Shout out to, shout out to Pop. Man, my, Officer you know, Flip. My shirt, this tight shirt my son got me, man. Officer Flip. No, we just had an aggressive conversation. That's all. And what was your reason for the aggressiveness? I just didn't like when, when people make up fake narratives and fake What things. was the fake narrative? Mm, something about me and my wife and cheating or something like that down the line. Oh, you your wife's name. So it, was, it, was about, it was about Miss Gia. Okay, yeah. I mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. I got it. Okay. Mm. Um, you mentioned Coke just now. What's up with Coke and Keys? Coke doing good, man. Coke, we, I see Coke uh, probably once every two weeks. Okay. You don't know Coke was a rapper that, that I used to have that used to write lyrics for people, and he was signed to Def Jam at one time. Really dope rapper. Real close to Web, of course. Of course. What about Keys? News? Mean news. News, 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 news. news. I, I haven't spoke to news in a while. I spoke to news like two years ago. News is doing good though. That's what's up. I was trying to get news to get some real estate. Thank you, Chief, but I'm not done with what, I'm not done with my question. All right, cool. I just wanted to follow My thing is that this. I feel like it's abuse of power. What do you mean? And I'm not talking about 105.1. What's abuse of power? You know, Choke No Joke said some things. You guys took down this interview. I heard that you guys took out a certain clip out of the interview. Oh, you want to? Oh, so you went the complete story. All right, I'll tell you the complete story. Um, we interviewed Choke No Joke on the interview on the Breakfast Club. Why I don't know. That was Charlemagne's guy. Uh, and if you don't know anything about the Breakfast Club, the Breakfast Club, what we usually do is to interview somebody. There are, you have to get it approved from two out of the three hosts. So, but nobody ever says no. So if I want to interview somebody and it, and it means a lot to somebody, we all do it, right? Um, since Angelique and Charlamagne don't want to interview Queens Flip, we'll never do that. 
<laughs> nah, but really, um, so uh, we interviewed Choke No Joke. <coughs> and this is at the time when he was doing the whole tunnel documentary. So, you know, if you know Choke, he carries his camera and he tapes himself interviewing all the time. Like I said, Choke is not my guy. I don't have his number. I don't know anything about him. Now, at the time, he was Charlemagne's guy. I guess him and they're cool from the Wendy Williams days. So after the interview, I guess he said some stuff about Jay-Z. Charlemagne, trying to be his friend, called him and was like, yo, I really think we should take this whole stuff out. You're trying to sell the tunnel documentary. You're going to have to get a clearance from Jay-Z. You're going to have to get a clearance from all these Rockefeller artists. Why would you talk about them in the interview? I think it would be smart to take it out. He said they agreed. Took it out. Cool. We aired the interview. And I guess Choke went on his rant. Oh, fuck the Breakfast Club. Fuck them. Fuck this. This, that, and the other. I'm going to play my own full interview. They had a conversation. They spoke about it. They agreed on it. And now it's fuck that, fuck this, fuck them. So I think probably Charlamagne said fuck him and pulled it down. It is what it is. Just like this, but that's what a friend does. Like if you say some foul shit or if I said some foul shit, I would hope that you would call me and be like, yo, E, you said some things that could get you in trouble. Let's take that out. That's what a friend does. That's what somebody who cares does. Now I could be like, nah, I ain't taking it out. I'll be like, yeah, I'll take it out. That's what friends do. People who care about certain people. We do it all the time in the breakfast club. Somebody will say something and be like, yo, I don't think you should say that. I think you should take that out. Why? Because we don't want to see anybody get hung. We don't want to see anybody get canceled. We don't want to see anybody get in trouble. Sometimes people say things that don't necessarily understand or know. That's what that was. What happened with, what was the outcome after the Birdman situation years ago? <laughs> um, nothing. Crazy. I mean, I knew Birdman a long time ago. Remember, I used to DJ for Fabulous and we were all on tour. So I knew Bird a long time. I, I knew Birdman when me and Birdman were going back and forth about whose cars were better. That's before he had 13,000 cars. Like, he had a one or two cars. So, Birdman was cool. That, that, that Venom wasn't based, that wasn't going at me and Angelique. That was more going at Charlemagne. And we just kind of were innocent bystanders. I spoke to him after. He apologized. He told me. But, I mean, I, I love Bird. I love what Bird did for the culture. I learned the artists that he Facts. signed. I love, I love the business. Birdman's a good dude. I love Birdman. Birdman did my album. So, like, Bird, Bird is a good dude. What's your album? Block party. Gave Bird thirty thousand dollars for that. This so, one. Yep. Hey, <laughs> that great. one. Good timing. The block party. That's good timing. Yes, sir. Hey, come on, <laughs> that's G. good timing. Yes, sir. Yo, look, look at the look at the look at the young envy though. That's right. <laughs> that G, that's corny. That's corny. My... That's showing too much love. Come on, G. Please, enough, on, man. man. I'm your friend. It's me, man. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about this mentor stuff. I, uh, um. I mean, hey, man. There you go. She moved that. <laughs> that's history right there. That's it's classic. Work hard, man. It's fire. Look, 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 that's clean. It's clean. You know, it's clean, G. That's fire right there. Thank you, G Money. I love it. How old were you here? Mm, I mean, like 21. That's crazy. Like 21, probably. Um,. You, we have to have an understanding. Um, I do appreciate what you out here doing for society and what you're trying to do, but I ain't gonna. We ain't gonna let you out free. Sorry. Oh, you look. You look comfortable. But the Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. Do you value? Shout out to the Breakfast Club. You know, number one show. I, I like it a lot. But do you value friendships? Meaning. 
Is it entertainment? Anybody can get it? Because that's my motto. My motto is content over everything, COE. What's the motto of the Breakfast Club? Because, you know, Flex got mad because of what was said about C. People got mad because of what Charlemagne say. How do you view things? What school they come from? Um, the Breakfast Club is is content over everything, but also we try to do it in a way where we don't hurt. Right? When the breakfast when the Breakfast Club started and we were doing it, there were times where we hurt people, right? And that's not what we wanted to do. So if you look at the show, the show's evolved a lot. A lot of shit that we did, we won't do anymore. Because at one time it was fun, and now we realize we have a responsibility of not just being fun and entertaining, but also teaching. You know what I mean? So we've changed a lot. So now, yeah, we'll make fun of you, but it's, it's also going to be a teaching lesson, a learning lesson. Dude. We're not going to try to hurt you. We're going we gonna to have them jokes, just like when you're at the crib or you're at the barbershop. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you get it all the time. You get those jokes. Even to this day when I'm out, somebody be like, yo, yo, where Queens flip at? Here in the crib? I get that all the time. Yo, where Charlemagne? Y'all ain't humping somewhere? I get that all the time. But it's jokes. I don't take it serious. But now if somebody says, yo, yo, I heard Queens flip was in the back fucking G-Money and we about to release the tape. Like, come on. Like, certain shit is not funny. Pause, but yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, so yeah, we gonna entertain you, but we're not trying to hurt you. Did, did you did, did you get mad at <clears throat> did you get mad at Charlemagne when he shouted out Star and he said he read his book? No, that's it. That's it. Him as a person. Okay, just make sure. That's him as a person. He threw a lot of shots at me today about mentor. <laughs> I ain't like that, but I, I know Charlemagne said he read the Objective Hate. Yeah, no, I didn't. Mm -hmm. No, that's him. That's. Mm -mm. To watch your times on the Breakfast Club. Did, did anything ever happen that you felt like? You didn't want to do the show anymore? Um, Probably early on. Early on. But nah. And the, the thing that happened early on was I was too sensitive when it came to certain things, right? Mm. And this is me just leaving DJing the streets and how I felt. So when certain jokes came across, I didn't like it because I felt like, oh, these niggas trying to play me. Right. Uh, but then I realized it's, it's all in fun. Like, who gives a fuck what a nigga from the street thinks about me? Like, who gives a fuck what this person thinks about me? As long as my wife loves me, respect me, my family loves me, respect me, I don't give a fuck about none of that. But that was the only time when I was really pissed off. But other than that, nah. What about working with Charlemagne, though? I know, like, you know, a lot of people in our, in our, uh, in our comments watching our show, they kind of compare what, in the beginning, they used to say, I, I, I was the broke man's DJ Envy, right? And he was like the Charlemagne. So, like, working with Flip sometimes could be a little crazy because. Some of the antics he might pull, like our first couple of shows, you know, we had people throwing Henny on him and swinging on him, stuff like that. So, you know, Charlemagne, not saying he's like flip, but Charlemagne kind of could get a little crazy too on the show. So, how do you feel working with Charlemagne and, you know, sometimes him getting a little, you know what I'm saying, spicy on air, things like that? Nah, I mean, Charlemagne is Charlemagne. I mean, I don't, I don't mind. He does what he wants to do. And every, every piece of the Breakfast Club brings an element that people want to see, right? In my opinion. You know what I mean? Uh, I think when one member's not there, you feel it. And I think all three members, we bring a different aspect. Yeah, I got into all types of beef and problems and arguments and screaming and yelling because of Charlemagne. But at the end of the day, I mean, it is what it is. Just right. like if I come up to you and be like, yo, Queens Flip is a sucker. If I say I'm going to slap the shit out of him, what you going to say? Don't you talk to my friend like that. <laughs> <laughs> you really like this guy. and that's, that's, that's what's wrong with you. I don't like that. 
No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that. No, nah, you, you my, you're my brother, man. But that, but, but that's how it is with Charlemagne. You know what I mean? A lot of times, yeah, you, you know, people it. come at come at me <laughs> about him, and you know, I got into a lot of problems with him. But it is what it is. But, but what I realize is when, when, when you stand up to people and you stand straight, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Let me ask you a question. People respect let's, it. Let's, let's go there. Let's go there. Do you know Wendy's husband? Kevin? Yeah, of course. You know him. Are yeah. you? Are you guys have a great rapport? Oh shit! You guys have a great rapport. You saw that? You got scared? Nah, that scared me. I didn't jump. Did you jump? Nah, nah. It shot me. I, I put that up today, and look, I gotta put. Did a bad did, job, but anyway, I did. I did. <laughs> did. Did you guys have a good rapport? Uh, we were cool, but when you say good rapport, do we speak all the time? Like it's like he's like industry friends. You see, when you see him, hey, what's up? How's everything? How you doing? All right, peace. That's all it was. Okay, I, I just feel like you know Charlemagne. But Charlemagne was different. Like Charlotte, like they. Took Charlemagne from South Carolina and put him on radio in New York. They have a different relationship. Got it. Okay. Now, now I understand the quote because I was, I, you know, I hear a lot of things and I don't understand it because Charlemagne uh, is doing so much, and I, I want to pay my respects to him. He does a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, bringing the community together and the stuff that he talks about, and I think that sometimes uh, the character overshadows the work. And it's like a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. You know, people, we we are attracted to and and we highlight negativity. Yeah. I mean, that's that's I mean, with anything. But I think Charlamagne Man, Charlamagne man don't is, interrupt me. Let me give, let me give my I man done the work, Let me give my man his flowers. Mm -hmm. You hate her? No, I said I think Charlamagne has done the work. I mean, you talk about the negative, but... Just, I'm about to go positive. Oh, I mean, you talking about negative? I mean, I'm just telling I'm you. I'm about to give him positive. He's my guy's done, done the work. Yeah, he does. I, but that's what I was saying. You, you take it too long to get there. Go ahead. So, so he's out here, and, and I feel like, you know, we just got to give him the respect that he deserves. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because, you know, regardless of what, he talks about mental health. He, he talks about helping up-and-coming people. You know, even in the podcast, he has his own network, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. And he does a lot for the culture. Correct. And have difficult conversations that people don't want to have. And that needs to be highlighted. Correct. You know, um, I guess the character will reel us in, but once we're in, we're able to understand the mind of Charlemagne because he opens it up, pause, and he wants to, you know, let us know that in our community, in that four-block radius, there's so much more outside in the world than that four-block radius. Absolutely. A lot of us as black people or as people, we don't want to admit certain things, mental health issues, PTSD, a trauma. We don't want to face that. You know, we, we used to laugh at things like that. And hearing you guys talk make people feel like it's okay to acknowledge that and look within. That's what I wanted to say. Absolutely. But we're not done, though. We still got more questions. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> All good. More questions? All right. Um, I wanted to ask, um, what's the day today with DJ Envy? Like, what what, what goes on? For um, those who hear, you know, now, er, er, earlier on the show, you heard about the grind and how you do yeah. so much stuff. But, like, give us, like, a day-to-day. -day, you know, you're a family man, radio host. Like, how, how, does, how does a day look like for you? Yeah, so 4.30 in the morning, I get up, uh, um, shower, kiss my kids, pray with the wife, get in the car. I got to pick what car I'm going to drive. <laughs> That's a tough decision, Flip. But anyway, pick what car I'm going to drive. Then I drive to the city. Then we do the breakfast club from 6 to, to 10. And we usually have interviews after the Breakfast Club because none of the interviews are live. So we do it after. So that's usually to 11 to 12. 
And when I leave there at 12, I go to my office. I got an office in, an office in New Jersey. And in my office, we're usually planning either real estate, uh, my real estate seminars. I'm going over my properties or my car shows. And I'm usually there till about 5 o'clock. And then 5 o'clock, I usually leave there, go take the kids to whether it's baseball, swimming, piano, acrobats, whatever they have. I take them to there. And then um, usually get home, watch TV with the wife till I fall asleep and do it all again. Weekends is traveling from city to city. That's pretty much it. That's, that's, that's my life. You got two big houses. I got more than a couple of two big houses. You told me something that stuck with me, and I'm going to tell you this because I, I don't really give you credit like that. Mm -hmm. You told me um, that you would never want to go broke again. You were afraid of going broke. That is my fear. That's something that stuck with me. You also told me that when you leave this earth, you want to leave your kids two homes each. Correct. Those stuff stuck with me. Mm -hmm. Motivated me in a way. That's why I talk about it all the time. Well, well, let me get that. Oh, my God. Please. I don't need ad-libs, nigga. I don't need ad-libs. Let me give you your credit. Damn. Every time, G, every time. It meant something to me. It motivated me in a way, bro. I'm glad. That's why I do it. That's why I talk about it so much. Okay. Some people say... I'm flossing, <laughs> but I do it because I want to see your kids good. I want to hopefully you you see the, the the what I'm doing and be like I want to be on that same journey. That's why I do it. People are oh, you flossing? You got no, no. That's that's what a simple-minded person sees. Somebody who has doesn't have an ego sees it as damn. If he did it, I could do it. This nigga's a nigga from Queens, Murdoch and Springfield. He came from there, and this is what he has. That's why I try to encourage people. Simple-minded people, oh, you flossy, you get the fuck. Fuck you. I'm, it's not for you. Don't follow me. Don't, don't worry about it. But for, that, for, for a nigga that look like me, I want them to think the same way. You'll get those Jordans. You'll get that Christian Dior sneaker shirt and them Louis Vuitton Air Force Ones or the belts and this, that. You'll get that later. But make sure your kids is good. My fear is when something happens to me, I don't want to go for me. I want to make sure my kids is good. If, my, if something happened to somebody in my family, I don't want to go for me. I want to make sure they're good. Like, think about all these people that you've seen go for me for. You, you'll see they've been in a club before popping bottles. You'll see they drive dope cars. It means nothing when you're dead. Mm. It means nothing. Your kids get nothing. I want something for my kids, something for my family, and I want, I want the same for everybody else. I just don't want to live around white folks. I want, I, want, I, want, I, want my, I want my nigga to be my neighbor. You know what I mean? I want my, my homie, my homegirl to be a neighbor. Like, that's what I want. We shouldn't, white people shouldn't be the only one that lives in a great school district where their kids learn and learn about economics and learn about accounting and taxes and learn about investing. We didn't learn that. My kids are learning that. It's a different, it's a different area. But I want to change all that. Well, that was the illest stuff you told me about pertaining to Jones. You know, you said you was looking, you know, you said I'm not trying to get in Miss Jones' business, but. You looked into homes in her area and areas and stuff like that too, like like you told me this privately. Mm -hmm. Like y'all, I gotta make sure Miss Jones is good. One of my things to make sure Miss Jones is good, and you know, cause she took a hiatus and came back. Wonderful woman, wonderful man. You know, Thanks. being around her, I learned a lot from her in such a short amount of time. And um, you know, uh, she say I act like somebody. She sees somebody in me. I don't want to call no names. 
And, you know, she curses me out all the time. It's that reminder of somebody. But I learned a lot from her. And when you said that, that was dope. That meant a lot. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So salute to you. You're solid. Thank you. You're solid, dude. Thank you. And shout to Jones. I, I want to, I, I see some big things in Jones. Right? Even with Jones. She wasn't thinking about no podcast. Mm -hmm. I said, yo, let's do it. I'll, pro, I'll promote it. I'll push it. Fuck it. I just want to see her win. And I think she's finally going to get to that place where she, you're going to see her win. So let's cross our fingers. Shout out to Ms. Jones. She definitely, you know what I'm saying? I heard about the phone call. You <laughs> called asking about the information you got first before we got it. Huh? What information? Huh? You know that? What information? Is it down the block? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Is it down the block? It might be. Huh? It might be. Huh? It might be. Nigga, who you think I am? I know everything. Oh, I know shit. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, look I surprised you all, huh? Yeah, huh? Shit. You don't know nothing. <laughs> the Hudson Man. It's the Hudson <laughs> Man. <laughs> Uh, we got a few more questions before we wrap it up, man. Uh, you know, we, we, we got to ask about this uh, uh, Deuces and Mario situation. Who? Deuces. How you say it? Deuces and Mario, right? It's, it's Deezus, but all right. Deezus. Deezus, 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 Deezus and Mario. Pardon me. Pardon me. Deezus oh, and Mario. Deuces. I'm on my own head. Uh, shout out to them. They shouted me out before, man. I, you know, and, and, and shout out to Deezus and Mario, man. Shout out to Deezus and Mario. You know so, me, um, Trailblazers. They uh, try to disrespect the, the family. Yeah, they said some stuff I didn't like. They... They, in my opinion, mm -hmm. uh, they made it seem like my wife was there for the check. Right. And it bothered me because, I mean, my wife been with me since I was 15, 16, before there was a check. Right. Before I was DJing successfully. Where I used to have to borrow money from her and drive her cars. Mm. So I just think that's a smack in the face. And I think a lot of times, especially with a lot of women, when, a, when women get into a beef with a guy or, and a woman decides to stay or there's a problem, the first thing they try to do to belittle a woman is like, oh, she's only there for the check. So she's, she's only there for money. And, I mean, Queens Flipper, no, he's been there. I mean, getting things right back in my relationship had nothing to do with the check. And for anything that anybody that's smart is if my wife left me, she gets half. She gets a bigger check. Fuck my check. It's hmm, a fact. But the important thing was, was working that relationship out to make sure that we're back in a place that's great. We got six kids to, to, to raise. And our relationship has never been better because of all the bullshit. Mm. So when somebody disrespects that and makes it seem like she's only there for that reason, I had a problem with it. You feel like they did that for the, for the content, just to try to... I mean, get... maybe for the content. Maybe they said it was jokes. Maybe they felt that way. But, you know, it's like anything else. Like I tell you before, if somebody says something I don't like, I'm going to have a conversation with you about it. And you it. did, live, live on your show. Breakfast I did, club. live you on it. them. Absolutely. They apologized. They apologized. Yeah. Did you then, walk out? But, but then, did you, yeah, you definitely walked out. Yeah, I did. Why? Um, I didn't walk out because of them because after they apologized and they said they were sorry, it was back to fine. The reason I walked out is because when you have a co-host like Charlemagne that jokes all the time, I just couldn't sit there in that whole conversation after me being serious and then joke about it. So I didn't walk out. I just walked to the other studio and just chill and let them finish the interview. Had nothing to do with anything else. I just couldn't be a part of it because certain things I find funny and certain things that I don't. Charlemagne finds everything funny. I don't find my family talked about funny. Right. So I, I just didn't, you know, just didn't decide. But they, to do apo it. they apologize on the air. Correct. But then afterwards, the actions are a little different. That's true. That's it, true. It was on the um, Matt Hoffa show. Shout out to Matt Hoffa. They were on there. And, they and, he, and he said he, he, wanted, he said that they discussed about you uh, performing fellatio um, from the back. Yeah, I guess on the show uh, after when they, when they had their show, because uh, I don't think they, they're together anymore, but when they had their show, um, he said something like, I was going to slap the shit out of Envy, and Envy, you could suck my dick from the back. That's what I think he said, something like that. 
And then I think on Mav Hoffish, I watched it today. Uh, he says something to the fact that I said that because it was the most disrespectful thing to show envy that I wanted to smoke. And that's what he said. So let me guess. <laughs> the fire is relit. Yes? No, there's no fire relit. Oh, so you cool with him? No, there's no fire relit. I mean, I, I didn't see Answer the interview. That's my question. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm tell you. I didn't, I, all I seen was that clip, right? But I look. I, this is how I honestly look at it. If I come to your face right now, flip and say, fuck you, you're a dickhead and a pussy, and I want smoke, to your face, and you say, I apologize, it was just jokes, we were wrong, I'm sorry, right? This, this, this footage, it's on The Breakfast Club, footage, you saying it to my face, you say you apologize, we leave it out there, it's done. Then you leave, the interview is... Social media gets around, and now you changed. Then when it changes, then you go on a tour to fuck with a fuck MV tour, and you shit on me all day long. How do I respect that? Right? Because as a man, growing up, my father says, if somebody says something that you don't like, you, you, you approach them. You're a man. Right? If I have a problem with you, Flip, I come to you. And that's what I did as a man. And we solved it right then and there on air, live on the radio, right? So anything after that, what is that? Obsolete. But how do you look at somebody now after that? But every, let's, let's, answer my question. How do you look at somebody after that? I, I can't answer. Answer that. the question, Queens Flip. You answer everything fucking else. You dis I disrespect you, disrespect me. I say I apologize. We face to face, right? Face yes, to face. Yes. I leave, and for the next year, you go at me and say, suck my dick from the back. How do you look at me? Be honest. I look at you like a cornball. You said it. There's nothing well, else to well, say. Well, hold because on. I know why you do it now. You do it for this. You don't do it because you're a real person. You do it for likes. You do it well, for laughs. You do it for that. We don't do it for the same thing. But it, so but, it is what it is. There's no, no sense to respond. You did, you, did say, you did say that you don't come from an era of the type of humor people do. Right, it's you know, think about it. Uh, did you hear that about, like, and I want to ask you this honestly and no disrespect. Yes. Did somebody say that pertaining or try to disrespect Miss Gear before, or that was the first time you heard somebody try to like? Did somebody play around and say that before? Because when you listen to it, I don't think they meant it in a harsh way. Of course, they apologized because you said something like, "Yo, you married, you got children." And I get it. I'm with you on that because she was there when you had nothing. The value. But you also just said COE, content over everything. That's one thing that you said. So did you think that you took it overboard by being angry about that comment? Now I get it. The whole SMD from the back and all that. I'm with you on that. But initially, initially, did you take it over? Did you take it overboard? Did Ms. Gia even feel, feel away? Did she feel away? She's like, man, it's a show. Did you think you take it overboard? Or did you hear it before where somebody, uh, y'all playing with my wife? Y'all think my wife is somebody to play with? Like, where did that energy for that comment, and you know, come from? Um, It came from, I mean, that they heard the interview and that's what they heard, right? Got it. But my whole thing is, you're right, content over everything when it comes to me, when it comes to you. Got I don't it. bring your wife and your family into it. You know, you have I didn't bring his wife and his four kids into it. When I got on that, when I got, no, nah, I mean, he posts pictures of a kid. I'm saying, I don't do that. I could have clapped back and said something foul, but that's corny. That's corny shit. 
Grown men don't do that. I don't come at you and say, yo, fuck, flip, fuck your kid, fuck your son. No, that's whack. Like, who does that? Corny people. That's how I look at life. That's how I look at it. Attack me all day long. But I ain't going to let you attack Gear, Madison, Logan, London, Jackson, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. or Peyton. You ain't fucking with my family. So if he took a shot at you that day on that show, it would be been fine. You said what? If he took a shot people at you. People attack me all day long. I'm just saying, but him, yeah, like, if he yeah, said people, something yeah, to you. Yeah, people attack me all day long. All right. You know, everybody. Oh, look, look at Envy. That's fine. That's How did Ms. Gia feel about that? I, she, she felt the same way that I felt. She did. You yeah, obviously absolutely. Said Ms. Gia was offended by that comment. Yeah. You sure? Don't Positive. You. Okay. Hmm. All right. No, see, because this is the thing that you understand. When I see something, sometimes I take things too far, right? So the first thing I do is I call my manager, June. Let him see it. What you think? And he'd be like, ah. Or he'd be like, oh, yeah, that was a little foul. Then I call Coke. Coke. Coke knows me well. Coke, he's going to call me and be like, bro, you're going to go too far. Stop. All the time. Then I call Gear. Yeah, that shit was disrespectful. And then, and then now I know it's not just me. Right? Especially Coke, because Coke is the one that he knows me. He knows I go too far. He knows my mouth is a problem. Pause. He knows I don't play. Like, if you stab me or if you punch me, I'm the type I'm going to shoot you. Like, there is no, like, sometimes there is no punch for punch. And he knows that. So he tries to calm me down a lot. Coke knows that. But Coke will also be here in 30 minutes if I need him here. But, you know what I mean? So when it comes to certain things, if I feel a way, I ask somebody just because sometimes I'd be like, maybe I'm taking it too far. Like anybody else. You know what I mean? Like even with my daughter or my son, if they have a problem, I, I want them to ask me first. Maybe they're taking it too far or they're taking it out of character. That's why a lot of times when it comes to people, I don't like to text anybody. Because sometimes texting, you take it the wrong way. I want to I talk to you in your face. I can see your body movements. I can see how you are. I can see how you're acting. I can see that you're swaying and you're lying and you're not. A text, people are tough all day on text. But when we're in person, it's kind of difficult. Did you set them up? Did you do an interview with the intention? Because you know the interview was coming. Did you do? Did you have the interview with the intention of approaching them about that scenario since they did it on their show? Was that a setup? Was that the 52 fake out no. old school queen I mean, move? You, you got to think. And, and when people say that, somebody else said that. I think Joe Button said that. Um, I, well, I knew they were coming to on the show. Like, we have a list of artists, guests that are coming on the show. Like Lizzo next Tuesday, next Wednesday, Teddy Riley, next Friday, this person. I knew they were coming and I knew when they were coming, this is what I was going to do. Absolutely. I knew when they were coming on the show, I was going to approach them. Charlamagne didn't know. Ye didn't know. But I knew I was going to approach them. So you premeditated that, yes? Yeah, I knew they were coming. I definitely going to have smoke. God damn right. Now he walked in hot though. He started I off walked like, in hot. I, I knew what it was. You, you said you called him what? You called him a uh, dickhead and pussy. pussy. I knew yeah, what it was from the door. Right away. <laughs> from the door, I knew it was. Like with drama, if you ever look at the episode with me and drama, me and drama got into our problems, right? Drama did something that I didn't like. And I I wasn't gonna say nothing on the show. I was like, I'll wait for after the show and then I'll talk to him face to face. I just had a relationship with drama. I known drama a long time. We came up in this game together. Drama was the one was like, let me just say it on air. And that's what it went to. But drama is somebody who I have the deepest respect for. He told me what it was. He told me how he felt. I told him what it was. And we said, all right, bro, I love you. I love you. That's my brother. I gave him a dap hug, and that was it. We've never talked about it ever again. When drama needs something, he'll call me. When I need something, I'll call him. That's what it is. If I need a car for a car show, whatever. Drama got a new single, whatever. He got an artist, whatever. Whatever drama needs, it's done. 
but we had a conversation. It sucked that it happened on air, but it did. It is what it is. But Drum is a good dude that I really, really genuinely like. Solid. Solid Drum. I think Drum is great. I think what he's doing for the culture is great. And I think what he does, and, and I always joke because I think Drama and they always go back and forth who's the best mixtape DJ, Drama or Clue. And he knows Clue is my guy, so I'm always going to say Clue. But those are the two best. Clue and Drama are the two best. Hands mm. down, no questions answered. Like, I love both of those brothers. Drum, no, I'm going to ride with Clue, but... Him and nice. Clue are the best when it comes to it, man. I love, uh, you know, I love drum. Did you ever have any other um, DJ beefs during your career? Or DJ Hell DJs? yeah. Hell yeah. God, God rest the, uh, the dead. Me and, you know, me and K Slay had beef at one time. Mm. Um, that wasn't really my beef. That was for him and Splash. And then it turned into my beef. But we squashed it out. And K Slay became a big supporter. I became a big supporter of his. I remember K Slay, I had to come to his crib. I don't know what I had to get a, a, a freestyle or whatever it was. And, he used to live in uh, Harlem. He would drop the key out the window and you come upstairs. Me and Coke went up there. So K Slate was a good dude, man. And and the game is really going to be missing a lot that he's passed away. Uh, me and Cutmaster C back in the day had beef. Cutmaster C. Shout out to C. Cutmaster yeah, C. Yeah, shout out to Cutmaster C. Um, a lot of these DJs really helped me on my um grind, like on, on my, my journey. Like he was one of the ones that, you know, he gave me records at times when I didn't have records. He gave me equipment when I didn't have certain equipment, whether it was the CD duplicating machines and all that. So C was definitely a good dude. And, you know, Webb managed C at one point, so he was always a good dude. Uh, other beef? Nah, there was really no other beef. Unless you could think of something. You already pulled something out of rabbit out your hat. What else no, you think? Nah, no, no, don't ask me no question. Did my man <laughs> ask you a question. That's, that's the only beef I could think of. You sure? Nope. <laughs> what's, what's your relationship with Flex? I don't have a relationship with him. Why not? We just never did. I just think he's from a, a, a era where he's a, a big dog pit bull or whatever they call him. Yeah, no, 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 no. I ain't going to let you do that. Mm -mm. Ask away. You know it's big dog pit bull. Don't say whatever. That's what I'm saying. No, 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 he changed it. I think it's lit DJs now. I wasn't trying to joke him. So you always think somebody's trying to joke somebody. He's not, I don't think it's the big dog pit bulls anymore. I think it's lit DJs. See? You always think somebody's trying to play somebody, man. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, it is. See? It's... I, I know it's not Funk Master Flex anymore. It's Funk Flex. Funk Flex. Digital. How you gonna DJs? ask a question? Don't even know the answer. No, I'm, I'm trying to tell you the answer. Oh no, I don't think he called it Big Dog Pitbulls anymore. Nah, I think he called it Lit DJs. DJs. Okay. He still he still say uh, Pitbull, but it's more so that now. It's so, him, Red, Red Alert, Chuck Chill Out. Yeah. Those guys. I'm not sure what, it's, what, what he calls it. Yeah. Digital DJ. What you mean? Not but, sure. You're a DJ. Those I'm not sure if it's. I don't know if it's. Those are legendary DJs. We're not in the same. We're not in the same clubs. I don't. You know. We're not. Those are legendary DJs. He is, legend he is legendary. Yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah. So where did problem derive from? Um, I think pro it probably really started from him beefing that clue. That's probably where it started. Mm. Him going that clue crazy. And I just don't just don't like that. So all the time, so basically you were you a guy that interferes in other people's beefs. No. No, it is it's true. It's true. No. You're jumping it. He's going that clue. What they gotta do with envy? That's your man. It's Queens. Right. I'm jumping out the window. What we doing? Flip, you, you got brothers? No, ask me. Yes, I do. I you have a brother, brother right? Yeah. Older or younger? I'm the oldest. Yeah. You're the oldest, right? Any other than your brothers are just, they, they're not like a, a fighter. Like, they're not aggressive. They don't want war. That's true, yes. yes. Right? So somebody goes at that brother. And I'm, you know that brother's not going to hurt a fly. I'm going to be overprotective. Okay, yeah, get to and the that's point. how I am with Clue. And that's not just with flexes with anybody. Clue is the type of person that Clue likes to get his money. Take fact. care of his family. That's a fact. He don't want to beef. He don't want aggressive. He's not yeah. going to go. At, for, for Clue to go at somebody, mm. 
you would have to damn near fucking shoot him. And he's extremely stubborn. And if he does go at you, it's not going to be, it's, it's going to be damn near rehearsed because he just doesn't do that. Respect. Shout and because he's my brother, he doesn't have to. I'll do it for him. That's, and, and Clue never, it, me and Clue's never had a conversation about this. He's DJ never, Clue. He's never called me and said, yo, this person, I hear it and I jump out the window. Now, a lot of times, Clue, you know, make up with the person he jumped out the window with and I'm fucking stuck on an island, but that's my brother. Nice but I think that's where, that's where it started. But look, look, when it comes to Flex, I, I would say this. You going to apologize to him or yeah? I don't apologize to him for what? Oh. When it comes to Flex, I would say growing up as a kid in Queens, he is the, the DJ that every DJ looked up to. Mm. Right? Growing up from New York, you wanted to be Flex. You wanted to drop bombs on records. You wanted to talk of records. You got your style from him. So, hands down, he's a legend when it comes Facts. to it. Legend. Um, and that's it. We just don't see the eye to eye on certain things, and it is what it What's is. What's the certain things? I tell you, like him going at Clue. I just, I just don't like it. I, just, I just, just don't like it. But him and Clue, I mean. But he believes in, in, in heavy competing, right? He's a, he's a competitor. He is. He's a very competitor. He's a, he's a competitor. But I just, don't, I just don't like shitting on DJs. I just don't. I brought this up earlier, but all right. Yeah. But DJ did I shit on. I just don't like shitting on DJs. Okay. Like, I like to empower DJs. I like to help DJs because I know we came from a world where nobody gives a fuck about us. During pandemic, nobody, the Bartenders Association had something where the bartenders could get money. The Waitress Association had money where waitresses. Nobody gave a fuck about the DJ. The club owners got money back. Mm. Not one club owner that got money back was like, you know what? Let me take care of the DJ because they're not working. Nobody. Nobody cares. There's no, there's no uh, union for DJs. Nobody gives a fuck. But he, there's he, no healthcare. Nobody gives a fuck. He protected Mr. C just like how you protect the clue. Um, yeah. Well, Catch I guess to a point. I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if he did, have you? Were you ever around Flex before? Yeah, you was. High mm -hmm. ninety seven. Yes. Yes, sir. And when you were around Flex, what was the respect like? We don't really speak. We didn't really speak. So you didn't have respect for him. Just head nod, and that's what it is. He just when you in a, when you in a place with somebody that I would just say it just wasn't no connection. Maybe he's an introvert. I don't know. Okay, did did did, did you so that that was did that stay in your mind that him not being an introvert him like what was did he shun you? Nah, Clue's an introvert. Clue don't really go out and talk. He I don't I don't care doesn't. about who you are. If you, if you treat people well or... I look at you how you treat people around you or how you treat me. You know what I mean? If you, if you treat people around you good, I think you're a good person. If you don't, it is what it is. Do you, do you guys feel like... So, he's, so you basically... When you say he's a competitor, are you basically blaming him for all the reasons that you guys went at him? Is it his fault? Is it their fault? What do you mean? You guys go at them on the, on the morning show? We don't go at them no more. No, we no haven't more. gone at them for 10 years, 8 years. We, we're not their competitor. Think about it. They are on Hot 97 in New York. We're on 122 radio stations. We're not competing with them. We're nowhere near them. What, what they do and what we do is totally different. The music that they play and the music that we play is totally different. Yo... Yo, We're totally two different angles. Yo, hold me back. First, this, this is the problem with niggas. I mean, you a nigga that forget where you came from, nigga. I don't. You came from Hot 97, nigga. I did. They were the first station to let you come up there. Rest in peace to DJ Threat. Correct. 
They let you come up there, nigga. Yep. And you up here because you want some fancy-ass station with some fancy-ass fucking studio with some fancy-ass shit talking bullshit. What that mean? It's wrong. What's wrong with it? Don't spit on the hand that lifts you up initially. Keep that in mind. See, and that's your problem. I love that you said that. That's your problem. You, you know what your problem is? You, know, you, you know what the problem is? Oh, we said that. I, 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 I get to sit up. I get to sit up. I get to sit up. Problem is, you always protecting the white man. Who owns that station? Asians now. Okay. Why the fuck is somebody protecting the station and worried about that? Because at the end of the day, when his career is over and anybody's career is over, they do just like they did with Shayla. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a nice day. That's what all these fucking stations did. And what that station did was create a rift in New York City where DJs couldn't work with each other. And that shit is whack. Because at the end of the day, I don't own Claire Channel. I don't own iHeart. And he don't own Emmis. And none of them niggas own Emmis. But they created a riff of a station that they don't own. Shayla, same station that owns Hot 97, been doing uh, middays, sorry, afternoons for 27 years. They let her go. Why? She was number one at that time slot. She's radio legend. They let her go. Why? Because they don't give a fuck. When they want to get rid of her and change, they just change. You don't own that station. I don't own a station. I ride for the breakfast club and I want to win. But I'm not going to sit there and do something that, that I don't own. Yeah, I'll die for my wife and my family because that's me. I don't own iHeart. If I do some foul shit or say some foul shit right here on this podcast, sorry, Mr. Casey, your time with us are gone. They don't give a fuck for the last 13 years we made the Breakfast Club number one in 122 markets. I don't own it. They don't care. They don't care. So you put your life on the line on the station for what? You know at a time in New York City, a, a Hot 97 DJ could not DJ with a Power 105 DJ? That's the fact. For what? For what? Just imagine, right? Let's talk business. Right? When it comes to the car shows, right? Outside of the international car show, I'm the biggest. Ground the country. 20,000 people in my shows, 25,000 people, right? Imagine, just saying, imagine me and Flex got together and did a car show. Just imagine. Imagine me and Mr. Magic did a car show together. Me and Greg Street in Atlanta. Oh shit, me, Greg Street, and Flex did a car show together. Nigga, we would kill. We'd make millions a year doing it. We'll be bigger than the international car show. We'll take it from city to city to city to city to city. We'll probably make 10 million a city. Split it. Three, three, three. Three, three for me, three for him, three for Greg Street. The other million we put back in the business. But no, we can't do that. The owner of iHeart, he can talk to the owner of Emerson. They can make another play on something else. But they make it like they feel like we can't. What the fuck is that? Why? I don't, I, I don't own a share of iHeart. I don't have 10% of that. Why? So yeah, you want to fight for a company that you don't own? Well, it just doesn't make sense to me. Now you look at every rapper. Right? Every rapper. Little Baby could do an album with motherfucking dirt. They own two different labels. Not a problem. Well, it's all about money. They do what they want to do. But here as a DJ, we act like we can't? What sense does that make? I got a book coming out. And I, I, I got to be careful because I can't go to Emma's stations because that's whack. If the content is good, the content is good. K Slay, competing station. 
an album coming out. I played a record. Back then, you couldn't. Oh, you playing a competing? Who cares? He's a DJ. He's winning. I want to play his record. I'm going to play it. Nobody from my side had a problem. If any one of them DJs got a record, good or bad, I'm a support. I want DJs to win. That's me. You see what I'm saying? Magic, he's on hot. He does a car show. His car show is a week after mine. If I'm not here, I'll send a car to his car show to support. I don't get no money off of that. He's on the other station. Who cares? I just like the fact that Magic is out there doing his thing. Why can't we do that? What's the problem with that? So why you can't apply that same thing to have a relationship or build a rapport with Flex? Me and him just don't see eye to eye when it comes to those things. And I, and I don't think we ever will. When it comes to business, but you never asked him. Um, It's ego and pride. You never it's, it's not that. ego and pride. That's just the game he plays. He doesn't DJ with, with people that's not on the station. He doesn't do those type of things. I, I, don't, I don't care. You've never seen me on the fly say, oh, I'm not working with him because he's from Hot. Uh, pal, uh, hot. Last know. night, two nights ago, I did... DBIC's party in Jersey City. It's me and Walla. Mm. Walla's on that station. I didn't say, oh, I ain't doing it because Walla's there. Walla ain't say, yo, I ain't doing it. One of the best DJs out there ever, when I do a party and I ask him to DJ, it's Camillo. Camillo. He's on that station. I love Camillo. He calls me. I'm there for him. Camillo's a good dude. One of the best DJs I've ever seen work, especially when it comes to that open, floor, that open format. The best. He knows how to control the crowd. When I'm out of town and he's DJing, I go check him. And he's never, he never makes me feel like, oh, shit, Envy here from the other side. No. Envy, my nigga, how's everything? How's the family? How's your wife? How your kid? A word? I Envy's in the... That's how we should be. Right. That's how we should be. Do you feel like, because of a lot of stuff that you went through in the past, meaning younger, meaning high school, meaning different encounters, do you feel like that, that um, sort of lingered on in who you are as an adult because you come off as a person mm -hmm. solid you didn't know me from a can of paint and you you and i told them you know uh gave me the mortgage guy i told him look out for me you know what i'm saying but you do come off as a person that when you in position you're going to let your position be known mm -hmm. and i've heard your rants not rants i heard you get at flex at the time before mm-hmm Certain things you said is like, come on, he was I mean, come on, he was over there. He was what are we doing here? It doesn't matter when you go you at fall, me, but you falling into the same category. When, That's hypocritical. You, like like I that. said, when you, when you swing on me, I'm shooting at you. Have you ever tried to reach out to him and have a private conversation? No, because you wouldn't. We did. You did? Yeah, me and Flex had a private conversation. And what was the outcome of that? Um, almost it was pretty much. You look at things one way. I look at things one way. We both DJs, let's let it go. Sean Prez actually set up set it up. But that was it. And I've never said anything about Flex other than that. Like I, I, I share my feelings towards him of how I feel. I always give that man his credit and say he's a legendary DJ, because I do feel that way. Certain things I don't like, and I'll say that as well, but I, I don't go at him. I mean, you're never gonna hear me say, Oh, Flex Club is whack. You're never gonna hear me say, Oh, Flex is old or Flex is I, I don't have to. I have respect for him. I have respect for the things that he's done. As a person, I, I might not like him. But for what he's done for our culture and our community. Nigga, you wore the lugs, nigga. I didn't wear lugs, though. We all wore the lugs, nigga. You forgot nigga had lugs, nigga. I, 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 didn't, I didn't wear lugs. What, you wore bird, bird man lugs? I, I didn't. I'm, I'm from Queens. I never wore lugs. And if you wore them lugs, I'm not. you, you cannot claim Queens ever again in your life. <laughs> but I respected, I respected that deal. 
I'm sure he got a, a big check for that. Mm-hmm. But it was he, it was him able to open that door for DJs Facts. to get those those sneakers. Facts. You know what I mean? But you know what I mean? It's, Why are you looking at my sneakers? I'm going to make sure you have them. <laughs> make sure you have them, that's all. But you know what I mean? It, it is what it is. But, so it's just two different perspectives of views between the two people. Correct. And that's how the conversation ended. There was no... It's not like an ego and, and pride conversation, but you know, let, I'll let no, y'all I mean, tell there's it. no ego because I don't, I don't... Where I feel like he doesn't necessarily care about what I do, I don't care about what he does. But it's just like... I, I used to always hate when he used... I felt like he would attack other DJs. Like he would attack self or attack Spin King. I just felt I, I just didn't like it because here in the DJ community, first of all, the first thing they do is is especially in New York, they try to ban. At one time, they were banning DJs for DJing clubs. Oh, you, if you work for the radio, you can't DJ in this club because you bring the wrong crowd, you bring the wrong element, you bring the wrong this oh, and the wrong that. I didn't know that. Yeah, so you so you don't want to you don't want to hurt. Like I'm I'm very I'm like you know I'm competitive. Like if I'm DJing again, if I'm if me and G Money's DJing, we cool, but I want to out DJ him, and he should want to out DJ me, not to the point where you disrespectful, fuck envy, get out of here, but he wants to do his thing, where you be like, damn, you killed it. That's how we all are, no matter what, no matter what it is. You do a skit, me and you do a skit. I look at the skit that you did before, and I'm like, oh, we gotta outdo those numbers. Not to say that that last skit was trash or whack or fuck that other person. I just wanna that's some competitive. Oh, I want to outdo that skit. So what do I do? I try to plan. Yo, I call you Queens. Yo, I'm going to post it at 7.30 a.m. Why? Because that's the most listened to time on Breakfast Club. You ain't, you ain't, you sleeping. You won't get up to 12. Talking about, yo, you posted it without me. Because nigga, I'm up at 7. But that's how I am. No, you write me like, yo, 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 wake up. I'm posting. That's what you say. You don't ask or tell me nothing. And then you wake you up tell- three hours later. <laughs> that's why I'm surprised you actually was up today. Because every time I wake, call you in the morning, you never wake up. That's why I hit you with the yo, or we are still on, because I know how you are. And honestly, I feel like if you was coming from Queens, you wouldn't have made it here in time. So I'm glad you stayed. Well, I don't here. live in Queens anymore. Oh. <laughs> I have a network now. But listen, let me talk about that. <laughs> Last question, real quick, pertaining yes, to that topic. Do you feel. I don't. I don't like what people say when they try to play. With Flex, just my opinion. I don't like when people try to play with you. You know, I, I know Flex, but I'm not as close with Flex. I'm close with you. Mm-hmm. But when they, a lot of people, a lot of deep, not a lot, let me not say that. Let me just keep it real. Fuck it. Let me stop pussyfooting. G Money had a conversation with me and told me that, um, I don't know if it was G Money or something, it was a bunch of DJs at the time going at Flex on Instagram. But did you that told me oh, that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't be confused. I had you confused for a little bit, right? Yeah, I was like, what yeah. you about to say? I, yeah, I, no, 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 you were saying <laughs> that crazy. But I think was, I remember what it was. That's when he played in the Bronx. He played in Brooklyn. And uh, it was shitting on him in the club or something. No, yeah, hold on. Ain't, no, ain't nobody can shit on Flex, nigga. No, no, no. I mean, I, I remember I, I think I remember what it was. Funk Master Flex night. Funk Master Flex night. Got to get a ticket. Got to get a ticket. Hard to get a ticket. Hard to get a ticket. See, look. Got you. That was a trap. See? That's classic. It's classic video. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. There's no trap. You didn't know. I, know, it, I caught you, nigga. No, you didn't. Red handed. Cookie jar. Boom. We got E in the building. You didn't know. What it. I'm saying is that. No, I think we're talking about punch, right? I think. Um, they had a whole Brooklyn thing punch. where they were accusing. They, they were saying. It started that, from the club in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't know about the club. Yeah. I, just, I, I just know me and G were talking about. He's like, yo, flip. They were. I don't understand. They they say that people felt like Flex. What was it was explained to me? I think Punch said it in our podcast that Flex. Doesn't lift anybody up, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily 
believe that. I feel like if he, because I don't know the logistics of it, so I can't say that. But mm. when I hear if he talks about somebody, I do hear him play. People I have heard flex break records. I have heard. So does that does that all go out the window? Does it all go out the window? Because now it's like, are we just going to let anyone come up because they're a DJ? We're going to just let them come up and you have to shout me out and all that stuff? No, and, no. And is that how it happens? Because I, I this was, is what they accused him of. It was I a whole big this. conversation. Yeah. It was on live. Like, mad DJs are talking about it. Now. Mm -hmm. You can't in my ears. Yeah, no, I, I will say this, right? And Flex created the big dog pit bulls, right? Facts. Or the lit DJs, whatever you, the, the new, what they calls it now. But he's given a lot of DJs a lot of opportunities, you know, uh, whether it was Cypher Sounds. Don't get gas. Uh, Bobby Trends. Mm -hmm. Take the block. Um, and a bunch of other DJs that he has under his belt that he helps, he shouts out. Um, people don't know that when it was Hot 97 and Flex wasn't there, the only person that really filled in for him was Cypher Sounds. And then when Cypher Sounds did comedy, it was Bobby Trends. Those are angles and things that you can't buy. You can't buy that. You can't buy that time. So he did help DJs. Now, a lot of DJs feels like he doesn't go out of his way to help DJs. And maybe they have a point. I don't honestly know. Um, but he does. And the thing is, you know, at the end of the day, you ain't got to help nobody. You ain't got to do shit. And he probably feels like nobody helped him. So you got to work it. Now, I will say this. He's also from the era of he's not giving shit away. I'm from that era. I ain't going to give it to you. You got to come take it. Then when you start to take it, then I'll give you your respect. Because that's how I was. Even with, you know, um, you look at Spin King. I like Spin King. And the reason I like Spin King is because Spin King grinds his ass off. That's a fact. You know what I mean? He's going to do the clubs. He's going to dress fly. He's not ass. He's the one that's going to hang out with Fifth and A Boogie. And he's going to grind his way. You got to take your hat off for that man. Even, even DJ Self. You got to take your hat off for him. Facts. You know, um... DJ Booth. Facts. Um, I love Booth, but I hate Booth. And I, what I mean I hate him is I thought Booth was going to be the next kid in New York. I just thought he had it. But he decided to go another way. And that's when he started DJing Wendy Williams' show. Problem with DJing Wendy Williams' show was great. It was a great check, but I think he, he kind of lost what he was doing. He's getting back to it now. But I thought Booth was the next dude. Like, and Booth is still my guy. And... So many people wanted me to do a click, a DJ click, and I never wanted to do it. The reason I never wanted to do it is because I never felt, I never wanted somebody to be, let's say I start a click and G Money's in my Yeah, 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 I'm about to say that. My guy is G Money, nigga. Right? <laughs> yeah, but, I'm about to say that. But now, what happens? Niggas hate on him because he's in my click. Mm. Now, he can't do a, a party with the heavy hitters. He can't do a party with Big Dog Pitbulls. He can't do a party with, you know, Whoever. No, but that's not really a rule. You're just saying that. No, I'm, it is, but that's nah, how that, it really that's is. G-R-G-G. That's how it really is. I did a party with, I told a story before, but I, I did a party in the city with Mr. C years ago. This was when he was on hot. This was, you know what I'm saying? And I opened up for C, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm having the crowd going crazy, wilding. So this is my first time uh, probably DJing with someone on the radio, I think at the time, or maybe just him. And I was hyped to meet him because, you know, he was, you know, to me, he's like one of the top DJs, you know what right. I'm saying? In my opinion, I'm like, yo, he's dope. Hot 97, I'm going to build him. This is fire. So I'm shouting him out crazy. I'm doing all this. You know what I'm saying? I'm damn near backflipping in the booth, like trying to make the crowd go crazy. He walks in the booth, whatever. So there's a power and a fire one stick on the wall. You know what I'm saying? And I, I got like my last one to go. This, this we had the, the, the record. So it was just like before Serato, I think. We had the crates and all that. So I'm playing my last record. And then he looks at the, on the wall, power and a fire one stick on the wall. He sat there, my last song playing. He did not play a record until that sticker came off the wall. 
it's that serious with them. Like they don't play around with that, bro. Like I, I sat there with him for like 10, 15 minutes watching him put the sticker off the wall. And it, the, the sound guy was like, yo, what's up? He was like, I'm not fucking DJing in here with no power, no power, no sticker on the wall. Black on the sound man. And went back to trying to put the sticker off. Like, is, is that real with that? Like, so he's not, this is factual. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it's factual. He was, he, he was doing some sucker shit. That's, that's whack. But, <laughs> yo, yo, I, yo, yo, oh. No, no, Mr. C's oh. my guy, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this too. And this, and this is what people will learn. And I learned this from Mr. C. And I learned this from, especially SNS. A lot SNS of times, SNS. when mm -hmm. people DJ, it's theatrics, right? Because as a DJ, you should be able to pull a little bit from every DJ and create your own style with adding your own style, right? Of course. So let's say, I'm not saying you did, let's say, and this happens all the time, you get an overzealous DJ that wants to play everything before you walk on, right? I see SNS do this all the time. Mr. C2, stop the music. Stop the music. Just let the whole shit fade out, right? So now people are looking at you like, wow, what the fuck? What are you doing? Take your time, SNS, a plug-in, set his shit up, drink a sip of water, set up. Now people are sitting there like, what the fuck? And then when S get this record up, and the S will start talking. Yeah, she got SNS, you know the number one. Da -da 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 -da. Now the crowd's back hype. They forgot you was even DJing. And that theatrics, now when he plays that record, the whole club goes bananas. Mm. Yeah, Mr. Good. C does it. SNS does it. Fire. Mr. C probably was like, all right. Scratch that shit off. Was like, you know why it took me so long? Because I scratched Power 105 up. Put your middle finger up right now. Right, right, if y'all right. don't give a fuck like we... Now the crowd is crazy. Right. That's some Mr. C shit and that's some SNS shit. Those are the two that perfect that. Right. And I, and, and, and I tell every DJ this. When you go out of town or you got a night off, go to the club. See what the DJ plays. How right. he plays it. What he plays. Understand that. And I got that from watching SNS. I got that from watching Mr. C. Like those two are like, when it comes to them parties, they are they are an animal. But I watch them from doing it. Right. Like, if it's a a party that's thirty three and up, you don't want to play behind S, uh, Mr. C. Oh nah. And you don't want to play behind nah, SNS. Don't play because them niggas will do a forty five minute Jay Z set that'll leave you in your feelings. You'd be like, what the fuck am I gonna play after that? Nah, that's who it is but I also got my style from that I played behind SNS before mm. SNS used to come to my college Hampton and burn me down so I had to figure something out so when he burnt me down with that I fuck with the chicks mm. fuck all that gangster shit fuck all that that shit that the niggas playing I'm <laughs> fucking with my ladies ladies if your body is real put your hands up ladies if you don't need a nigga but for some dick hands up now when I play my R&B shit it's just as crazy as his fucking rap shit See what I'm saying? Why you just raise your hand? She was like, <laughs> I was like, if you're, she was like, but you see what I'm saying? But that's the type of shit that you learn as a DJ. But that's how I learned. I learned to cuff the women records. Right. And then I could get back into the gangster shit. Same thing. 100%. And y'all niggas done with me, man. It's been three hours, motherfuckers. <laughs> no, nah, we, we can't leave it out about the book, though. The book is here. The book is out now. Yeah, the book is out right now. It's a national bestseller. 
Um, I appreciate all of you guys. The book is doing amazing. And the book is just about to just help people with their relationships. Some of the fuck shit that I did to hope that people won't do <laughs> and to help you with your relationship. And uh, the book is doing amazing. And, and we've been helping so many people with their relationship. Also, shout to Positivity Water. I'm a partner and owner in Positivity Water. I'm sure you see it on The Breakfast Club. You can order it in Amazon. It's in Hudson News and some of the airports. So if you do see it, I think it's in Walmart and Target. But order it on, it on Amazon. It's Alkaline Water. Uh, so definitely get that. Uh, also, I got a, a strand of weed. I would have brought it here, but I wasn't sure if y'all smoke. But if y'all do, I will get it to y'all. Or y'all give it to people. You know what we'll do when you have some artists here? I'll bring a gift box. You can give them a gift box when they leave. It's a strain of weed. It's coming out in Detroit. It's called Slurred. Uh, and uh, I think the first drop is next week. Uh, I'm in getting into the cannabis industry crazy. So uh, whether it's um, dispensary or growing or all of that. We're into it cultivating. We're into it heavy. Uh, we have a dispensary opening up hopefully next year in New Jersey. Uh, hopefully, I'll come back up here and tell you about that. Uh, of course, the real estate. I have 300 doors right now. My partner has 3,000. Hopefully, looking to continue that. Uh, the podcast with my wife. Am I forgetting anything? The real estate seminars and my car shows. We do five a year. This year, we're doing Houston, uh, Atlanta, New York, I think Alabama and Miami or maybe Detroit. We got to see. So come out to the car show. It's a family fun car show. It's all about family. Car so show. although we have celebrity cars, we have amusement rides, carnival games, stuff like that for the kids. Kids five and under are free. And that's pretty much it. What can you do next, man? You got everything. You know, you've been, you did everything, man. I don't want to do nothing next. Once I get this dispensary open, I think I'm done. You know, uh, the breakfast club I love. So we'll see, you know, see what we do with that. But, you know, the whole idea is like I told Ew. Flip early. I'm just trying to set my kids up. You know what I mean? And when my kids have enough properties <laughs> to pay for themselves, then I'll be good. What happened? I thank y'all for having me, man. Let's uh, talk about the Breakfast Club real quick before we you go. You said you was done. I changed my mind. So you lied. So you're a liar. I didn't lie to you. You did. How much time did I talk about breaking up and he Charlamagne wanted to leave and you not leave? Like... What's all that about, man? Like, 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 all the, you know, you know, the, comp the competition radio station at the time, at the time, was talking about that. That was one of the highlights that Charlemagne wanted to leave the station. Um, I don't know if it's true. We, we're not in those meetings. Um, but how do you view that? Do you think that the how much longer do you think the Breakfast Club has? Um, I'll be honest. I mean, a breakfast club could go as long as we want it to go. And when I say that, and, I, and I'm being honest, as far as radio is concerned, I don't see anybody as far as, and don't take this the wrong way, as far as competition for the breakfast club. And what I mean by that is, is you know, when you look at Miss Jones in the morning, there were so many different shows prepping, right? Siphon Roseberg did overnights. You know they were prepping to be morning shows. Uh... L'Oreal, you know, they had their show. L'Oreal. Shout out yeah. to L'Oreal. Um, what's his name? Quicksilver had his show. There was all these shows that were prepping to be the next big morning show. A lot of them, you know, fell off. You know, Quicksilver decided not to do mornings anymore, went back to afternoons or nights or whatever it was. L'Oreal, uh, I know she had a, a, a couple of cast changes. So by saying that, I just feel like we can go as long as we want to go. Like, I, don't, I just don't think when us three are together, I don't think that nobody fucks with us when it comes to it. Now, could the Breakfast Club change? It could always change. But nobody f could be fired from the Breakfast Club. That could never happen. Like somebody, like, let's say I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. 
I could leave, but I think the Breakfast Club. I think we got a we got a strong whatever. You know what I mean? I think Charlemagne's still in love with it. I think he's still in love with it. I I still love it. So as long as we we keep the gang together, I think we good. But one thing I will say is we don't all have to be best friends. And I think a lot of people look at that and 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 want that to be, meaning y'all all work with each other. You don't have to like them all the time. You don't have to invite her to your kids' birthday parties. You don't have to take them to vacation with you. Y'all work with each other, and when y'all work with each other, y'all are a great unit. And I think a lot of people expect us to be on top of each other all the time, but we just not. Charlemagne does a million and one things. He does a million and one things, and I do a million and one things. We still support each other, but we're not going to be, you know, I don't think, you don't see Ebro and Rosenberg going out, put like this. Outside of radio, I probably hang out with Ebro more than I hang out with anybody. And it's not that we hang out and go get drinks. It's we ride bikes. So when we ride, we ride bikes together. You see what I'm saying? But when we ride bikes, we don't sit there and talk about radio. Yo, how's your kid? How's your daughter doing? Oh, mine is fine. How's your family doing? All right, boom. When we talk about, yo, this, that, and the other. You see what I'm saying? So it's not, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You got a guy ride, ride bike too, Jason Griffith. Um... He, he, he rode with you before too, right? Who's that? Jason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my yeah. guy. Yeah. I seen I seen a few videos of him. Yeah, we all that. we all ride. You know, just try to stay in shape. You know what I mean? And and I would encourage if you work with anybody fat, you should encourage them <laughs> oh, nah. to get on the bike and don't start you to ride. Talk. See, this is why you didn't get the he cool man. See, that's three times for watching, but. No, no, don't give it to him. Don't give it to him. We have to but now, nah, if you work with anybody overweight and you, you're, oh. you're scared about them, you know, with health and, you give it to and they got kids and, you know, you want to see, you know, especially, Gee, if you no. just, especially if they just went to their kid's graduation and you see them looking so clean and you just want them to, to be healthy, you encourage them to eat better and to work out. See, no, don't give it to him, G. He don't deserve it. I need a clip half. He don't deserve it, G. You know? Just me. This probably one of the he longest interviews. me, bro. Did, that I wasn't was talking about you. You're so sensitive. I, wasn't, G, I didn't say your name. It don't, wasn't about G, you like that. It was talking about you. G, don't please. Don't do it. Are you saying that you're overweight and that you don't eat right and that you don't, you should work out more? Is that G. what you're saying? That, that's not true, is it? No. Right, right. but it's not you. So not you. So he cool, man. G, he cool. cool. Fuck. <laughs> He cool. No! That wasn't about you. We, we about to end the show without him getting it, G. I, it was, it, you wanted to get us from earlier. That's the problem, man. You biased, bro. It's the DJ. You know, you know I'm going to pull a Charlemagne, man. I, I want to raise him. You pay yourself? You go to, you go, raise, your, raise your own pay. Yeah. Hey, yo, man. We appreciate you coming up here, man. Thanks Thank you, man. Round of applause, man. I like this interview a lot. Nah, that's dope. This is dope. Classic, talking about you huh? look up to envy, man. We gotta talk about that behind the scenes, man. I do. I, I, I'm not ashamed of that, man. <laughs> my my guy for a long time, man. I respect. I respect a lot of DJs. No, some, yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. I respect all the DJs, but a few of them is at a higher rank than, than others. You know what I'm saying? I I tell you one thing though. When when people say that to me, it makes me feel away, and I'm gonna tell you why. When I say I look up to a DJ, I feel like at that point the DJ is not as relevant as they were before. So when somebody says it to me, I don't know how to take it. Because I'm still a fan of DJs. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. for instance, when I say, yo, Kid Capri, Jazzy Jeff, or Scratch, I'm a fan of. I don't think they fans of mine. But I'm a fan of them because I, I, I seen Friday the 13th, I'm going to play Jason. Jason. Mm -hmm. I seen Kid Capri, you know, Kid Capri, Jazzy Jeff, and the Scratching and the Crabbing. Like, I'm, I'm fans. So when, when somebody like G-Money say, yo, I look up to you, I'm like, nigga, I still go to your clubs listen to what you do because I'm still a fan of you. It just makes me feel funny. I don't know why. Because I'm still a fan of the culture. 
We about to do. We about to do a game. I'm bringing my man to the crib, and he's gonna play six records. And when he plays those six records, and he blends them well, however he does it, I guarantee he's gonna make you move. Yeah, yeah, nigga, yeah. And yeah, we gonna record it. It's my okay. man right there. It's my man, DJ G Money. He shut shit down. And we gonna record it. And if you don't move. Then we'll talk about that after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not okay. I'm asking. I'm, I'm No, I'm telling you in the asking form. What <laughs> do you mean make me move? What do you mean? Am I, I going to do the WAP? Am I going to fucking break dance? Am I going to do Woo Walk? Am I going to fucking Millie Rock? What do you like? What? I don't know, but you know what it is, though? You care about DJs. These guys are talented DJ. I think he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he is. He is. But he don't know. That I try to do a skit where I want to take over the radio. And I said, I need G to come up there. He said, you don't know these things. And I told you that. what I say? He said, I fuck with G Money. We'll see. We got to talk behind the scenes. You need to show my man some love. So how is that hating? What, like, what, like, what <laughs> I didn't say you hated what on them. What the fuck is that? You said you fuck with G Money. I said you said you fuck with him. I said, he don't know what I attempted to do. I said, you fuck with him. Yeah, I fuck with G Money. I know you do. Why are you repeating what I'm saying? Oh, man. It's time for me to get up out of here, man. I just want to say I appreciate you oh, guys. Oh, we're going to end our show. <laughs> I want, can, I, can I say, I, can I give sure, you guys sure, the flowers? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. I just want to say I appreciate you guys, man. I know I go in on Queens Flip and we argue back and forth, but I think he's brilliant when it, he's taking his shirt off, man. I think he's brilliant when it comes to a lot of the skits that he does. He's not a scared. He's not afraid to get hurt, and he does it we'll because of the culture. And I appreciate that. G Money, I've known you for a long time. I, I respect the way that I respect the way that you love your family. And I say keep doing it. Um I sometimes I just feel like you just one second away from being huge. And I just say keep grinding and, and, and fuck the haters. And um I always say if you feel like somebody's a mentor to you, you always look out for them. You know what I mean? So if they're living in a one bedroom apartment uh in Atlanta and things is fucked up, you take care of them. You good, man? Let's, let's get envy out of We've been here for like six hours. <laughs> I'm going to pull them one time. DJ Envy in the building, man. The book is out. The podcast is out. Breakfast Club is out every morning. Y'all know what it is. Tap in. Y'all um, been shot at me. I don't know what he's talking about. What? I must, I must have taken a shot at nobody. What are you nah. talking Nothing's a shot. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Give out your social media so we can leave. It's at DJ Envy. <laughs> Yo. Yo, we out of here, man. Shout out to the whole team. Tati Monday one time. Basco, you know what it is. Uh, Mr. Smooth, uh, JR, you know what I'm saying? We here at DJ G Money Official on Instagram, at Queens Flip with a Z, at Flip the Script Pod. Follow the TikTok page also, you know what I'm saying? Numbers are going up crazy. Uh, yeah, dope episode, classic. Queens Flip, you are real TV.tv. I haven't seen it in a long time. You know why I said that? Because my man Smack put the pause on this nigga. <laughs> uh, um, dope episode, dope episode. Um, yeah. Shout out to everybody, Tati Tuesdays, uh, Bassy, DJ G Money. DJ Envy. Um, I like this episode a lot. Thank you. I was here since, real quick before I ended, I was here since last night. Congratulations. I'm tired. Um, I was coughing because I was using the uh, the saw. I hope it's from things. that. Yeah. I'm kind of close over here. No, nah, it is from that. Because you can see the, 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 the wood pieces pause. But... Remember, lock your doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds. If you see a nigga like DJ Envy on your lawn, don't be afraid to use the firearm. 
Why? Because he has it on him, and he'll use it on you first. I'm from Queens. Dumb! <laughs>